I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert. Attention. Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. You are my podcast, my only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh, my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. Fuck you two! You're talking peak no agenda right there, everybody. And welcome to episode 65 of The Lotus Effect, where the content's made up and the show doesn't matter, or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yes. At this point, the show really doesn't matter. Yes, I, 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 all I know is I'm phone boy. So we finally met <laughs> the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah! Oh, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. Once again, yeah. I'm Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating... I'm better than everyone. Okay, and we actually have a... We uh, actually have an important person in the studio today. Yes, we do. But well, first, we got to introduce the topic, right? And so We, we might want to. Yeah, let's do that. Americans enjoy access to abundant and affordable food. And USDA continues to fulfill Lincoln's vision of touching the lives of every American every day. <clears throat> Bullshit. No, but seriously, y'all. The food stamp program was established as a safety net against hunger and malnutrition for low-income Americans and their families. It saved me, you know? Bullshit! Yeah, it's, yeah. (laughs) I I think you're going to get the message at this point. We're going to be talking about how the government's controlling the food system. And we have a very special guest who kind of turned us on to this and uh, helped us to produce the content of the show. It is the lovely Hempress Emily. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yeah, well, uh, you know, this is, uh, yeah, we, for us, it's actually easier to do these over the phone versus like clean feed. There's, well, there's less issues. Or I should say the tech issues are different, I guess. Yeah, especially yeah. if you have someone that's not a podcaster and they don't have their own setup. It just makes them kind of feel like part of the group because they are. That's right. And it's, and, you know, I, I got the equipment. Why not use it? That's, that's the, way, the way it goes. That sounds really dirty. Yeah, well, you know, much like our show titles. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, wait, wait, yeah. but uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, there's, and, and honestly, I think we've seen some other stuff that's kind of related to this uh, going on, right? You know, that we could talk about, that we'll probably talk about as well. We have. Yeah, so, some... yeah, th- this is effectively an In the Blossom episode, meaning that it's an interview. And we're going to cover some of the evil shit we've seen in the food system. And particularly 
that which the government subsidizes through the SNAP program, formerly food stamps. Yeah, of course. And uh, now before we get to that, of course, um, we've got to go through our uh, our donations. and, and, our and so extensive and, list. And the, the value, and the people that have given us value for value. Uh, uh, that can start with uh, Sharky, uh, who whose uh, monthly donation of $7.66 comes in. We thank you for that, Sharky. Thanks, Sharky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll play some Grace Slick for you after the in Studio always. 33. Yeah, we always do. Always. All right. Now let's talk about, uh, let, let's talk about what Tigger did for, well, for you. Uh, well, it is kind of for you, too, because I can bring a guest and it doesn't cost me anything. <clears throat> but Tigger, you hear me talk about her all the time. She's my friend that helped me get into the truck driving industry and also Tigger's joy in the chat when she has the time to pop in. She actually bought me my gym membership back at Planet Fitness so that I could work out in between classes because uh, and we'll talk about this in Toast and Jam, but, you know, I have officially become a college student. Yay! Yay, yeah. There's, I'm, sure that if, I'm sure if I had my act together, I could push a button and go and, and do something like, uh, you could do like, look who knows so much, huh? Well, I, I am learning a whole lot of how much fucking administrators in colleges suck a big Dick. Yeah, let's but talk, anyway. yeah, let's talk about let's talk about that. Okay, so, um, all right. So, meanwhile, let's uh, we'll get we'll go into more of the of, of our um, of our of our donations. Uh, so, we we also of course take boostograms. We are we are a value for value podcast, and we we take we we will take the satoshis that you don't want. Um, and we we're getting people listening to the show, so I'm getting the you know some unattributed uh, you know streaming stats that come in. So uh, people are listening to the show. It's great. Um, this is more stats than I've been getting from any of my uh, you know they're more accurate accurate stats and you're getting from anything else um really yeah exactly because yeah because you don't if you're given money then you're if you're you're given sats then you're listening right i mean that's, that's right just, that's it goes. it's a fantastic way yeah. to know that somebody's actually listening to the bullshit that we spout that's right so so we got a bunch of boostograms here and so this is the, a lot of these came in after our show on on saturday i think um so oh you uh, know like c brooklyn just boosted seventy seven seventy seven. To say boost effect, yeah, we we like that. We got to yeah, we got to put that in there. So that that's a that's a that's a great. Uh, uh, we appreciate that so much. Yes, we do. And if I could, and if I could, if I could just type, that would actually be good because I've got to actually copy paste it you know, or something like that into our into our thing saying boost effect. And I'm I agree that that is a great that that, that yes we we love we love that. Um, yes, we do. So. Um, <clears throat> But I love the fact that we we spray sats all, all over the. Um, I'm uh, splashing all, the satoshis so, all over these walls. Yeah. yeah baby. So so Phoenix, uh, we so if you're you know, listen to listen to Studio 33 afterwards, you can use boostograms to uh, to request songs like uh, like what happens a lot. Uh, uh, you requested Yellow Strange Magic for 3333 sats. Um, you also you also requested uh, this particular clip be played. This is a new live son of a bitch. That is my favorite. Yeah, with for ten thousand sats, and then uh, you then you boosted for thirty uh, with thirty three thirty three sats. We are the champions because go Niners. Yeah, because we're because we're, I was, uh, yeah, the, the Niners were playing while we were podcasting last week. It uh, was so hard for Phone Boy to stay on task while our boys are whooping the hell out of. I believe it was the. Uh, Seacocks? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, Fuck but, you, Cheat Carol. Yeah, yeah, so they all, yeah. The, yeah, the team that stole their name from, from, a, from a high school in Purdy, Washington. Oh, ouch. Well, that, it, it is true. 
That's the that's that because it's the because that's where the yeah, cause the Peninsula Seahawks. Um, so yeah, they can't even be they can't even be original. But all right, so Phoenix also requested clap for the Wolfman by the Guess Who for thirty three thirty three sats, and again you requested let the bodies hit the floor by Drowning Pool. I love that uh, thirty three thirty three sats. Uh, I boosted a hundred sats Stone Tooting. Uh, for the Wonder Hammer boosted 333 sets saying Phoenix woke me up and then Phoenix boosted back Thor come here I want a kiss for 333 sets Thor the Wonder Hammer Phoenix asked for a kiss and gave me a rain check instead <laughs> so there you go um, and, and then and then C-Debs boosted a, a, a yay uh, ASCII emoji for 101 sats. Um, you boosted uh, past the Duchy for 3333 sats. C-Debs again said boost bot is on Noster. Uh, I, I'm not even sure what that is, but okay, that's great. And then uh, and then he did a test test tote for 101 sats. Uh, Taste Buds also did a test test tote. Oh, that's a new one. With uh, yeah, with four twenty sets. Yeah, that's yeah, how we like. Yeah, to because row, because row. yeah, because you know you gotta because I where is that clip I had it there there it is I mean I I gotta because you gotta play you gotta do it you know this is how you do it. Smoke weed every day. There you go. Yeah, that's right. That's because I because I had smoked weed right before this that I couldn't find the clip. <laughs> how many people knew that? Oh look, <laughs> Hampus and I are both raising our hands. <laughs> Oh, come on. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Yeah, exactly. But. Uh-huh, and poor Hempress is fucking dying because she took a hard hit. <laughs> this is the fun of having a uh, guest on FaceTime. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, so- Sir Bemrose also rose his hand. I'm not surprised at that. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yes, this- well, he, well, he's gotten to see it firsthand, too. So. Y- yes, he has. Yes, and it- as you can tell, if this is the first time ever to listen to our show, um, yeah, we've already gone off the fucking rails. Yeah. What a surprise no one here yeah. is even shocked i must apologize for me and my partner oh is that how it is uh excuse me fuck you it was not my fault you're the one running the shit over there yeah well fuck you too yeah, fair enough <laughs> okay so, can we get on with this bullshit yeah, so so if you want to if you want to get in on this value for value uh go uh, go take off all your clothes and go to new to podcast apps.com or new podcast apps.com and go and go uh, find you one of those applications that actually streams satoshis and um you know and you could also and also if you want uh if you want to be like vox did and and, and send a, a check the old-fashioned way uh get in contact with us on the um and that we can we can do that uh but there's a there's also a um yeah, I mean, you can you can do you can do the fiat fund coupon thing if you if you uh, wish using uh, uh, our friends at PayPal or yeah yeah you can send a check just contact us I'll I'll send you the address so well now hold on I, I think we've been negli- uh, negligatory in our ob- obligations recently I think we've been forgetting to remind the listeners that you can also participate in the chat join us in Studio Thirty Three to request songs in the chat lotuseffect.chat you also can leave us voicemails at 253-237-3321 about whatever the refire topic for the week is and we do post it on no agenda social and uh, yeah this week it's because we're talking about uh, we're talking about snap and food stamps it's it's uh, yeah have you been you know have you been touched by these programs or have you been hung you know or, or, or have you been hungry right 
And, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's you know I think it's a I think but it's a, again you know value for value means you know listening, propagating the formula, joining us in chat, requesting in Studio Thirty Three, just be present. But also, but also asked. you know, Arr, shiver me timbers and boost me bitch, boost me bitch. Yeah, so that's right. That's right. So, yeah, you know, we 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 like we like the Satoshi boost, too. But, uh, yeah, there's lots of ways to propagate the formula. And we appreciate uh, we appreciate y'all. doing but, it. But we do have one rule. Yeah, we do have a rule. I think it's this. We don't want your shit. Please don't send us your shit. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no blankets or water. Just send cash. Just send your cash. That's right. Or your Satoshis. We'll, we'll take that, too. So, all right. Um, and if you notice, uh, Bitcoin's on an upswing right now. Kind of loving it. Woo-woo. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is this is exactly what what, uh, what we need. You know, we need to get away from the fiat. Uh, uh, the, yeah, all currency is fiat, by the way. But um, but anyway, that's, that's, that's a different discussion. Uh, so, I th- we have a guest. We do. Okay, so... So hi Emily, we've been we've been Hello. sitting here prattling on for a good for a good ten minutes before we got into the episode. This is, sounds sounds it's like us. Well, did, I'm, I'm sorry, but did we remind them to call two five three two three seven three three two one and and tell us about if you've ever experienced hunger or any experiences you've had with WIC or the SNAP program? Yeah. Uh, now do remember, you know Ernestine will not be standing by. Yeah. One ringy dingy. But Google Voices and the transcription could end up as a show title because it will guaranteed mangle it. Yes, it always does. So So. back to the fact, yes, we have Hempress Emily in the studio today. Hello. (laughs) You seem to be a little nervous. I am a little nervous. I don't know. I just. I don't know. Okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's like we told it's you earlier. She's staring at my massive stripper titties yeah. on the uh, camera because of where the phone is sitting on the computer. It's a pity to damage yours. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, that clip was just staring me in the face, kind of like, you know. I only wish the motorboat clip had been more readily available. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> oh my good God! Alrighty, so it's we've already gone with the... you, man. Okay, so like I like I told you at the beginning, this is just like a, having a conversation, except it's recorded for posterity and streamed to our friends. It's it's really all it's all we're doing exactly. When we have friends, when the hell did that happen? Oh well, I really started digging into this um, a, a long time ago, uh, and it's kind of been something that I've like always kept tabs on. Uh, mostly because I was like a child and like my mom received WIC. Uh, and then at later points in life, my mom also received uh, SNAP, which is food stamps. Right. Um, but I also have known um, elderly people who have applied for it uh, and have been denied because they make like $29 too much um, or because they're not willing to part with the very small 401ks that they that they have. Um, so the the program itself is like problematic today. Uh, so I just always try to figure out how it got so bad, and I like to run it back. So I've like I've dug deep, and we're gonna go all the way back to like the inception of the uh, the first food stamp program, um, and it's a, a subsidiary of like the USDA, which is its own monster in and of itself. Okay, um, yeah. But this is yeah, this is. Um, this is our tax money um, that funds these programs and they get doled out. Uh, and it's really hard to get it 
it's hard. Um, it's easy to lose it. Um, and it's hard to learn to live without it. Yeah, exactly. So the way, the way we structured this is we have, uh, two segments to the show and the first segment we are going to actually do a Q and a, and then we will dig into the snap subject that you were prefacing for us. So, yeah. yay! Yeah, because we're gonna. Yeah, because we like to. We like to. Uh, you know, when we, when we when we do an in the blossom episode, we want to. You know, let people uh, get to know you just a little bit. So, yeah. we, we, so we got some. We got a, We got a, some questions that we ask. Um, so, and this is, I think, yeah. And I'll I'll go ahead and ask the first question just for the just for the sake of argument here. Yeah, how do we meet exactly? I mean, I I, I have my own vague, vague recollections, but how did this? How did this? How did this blossom? Uh, I'm going to blame it on uh, NAS and uh, No Agenda, the podcast in and of itself, um, and then the social media connections and like trolling along in troll rooms, like in memes, little conversation threads here and there. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, actually, it was it was, it was funny because that because I'll because that actually this leads into a question because I remember one of the conversations we had is just just after I'd uh, after I'd moved out here uh, and, um, and we were talking about uh, Tesla superchargers at uh, at, um, at 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 the Bucky's that they were just putting in. Um, yeah, and and we were just and I and I remember that we'd said that that, that they're that they're going to put them in, and you showed me, and I'm like, well, I haven't seen them, and well, uh, literally like just this week, uh, they they appeared at the Bucky's, uh, you, know, you know, and, and I was at, and I was actually even talking with uh, the, a guy had come out uh, earlier this week to to fix the refrigerator and 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 part and had a Tesla parked outside, uh, so I got to ask him a couple of questions about about Tesla stuff, so um, because because I only know there's only two there's only it, you know, in in our town, there's only two places. One's the Bucky's, the others at the at the at the winery across the across across the interstate. And uh, so it was like, is there any place else that you can charge those in the in you know, nearby? No, you know, it's like okay, well there there you go. Um, but I see an ass ton of those things yeah. in in Knoxville. Yeah, it, it's obscene. Yeah. So okay, but that leads to the question. So what's your what is your um you know what what you know what do you, what do you think about electric electric vehicles? Um, I think that they serve a purpose. Uh, so I don't hate them. I don't love them. I think that for like your average commuter, like your, your city dweller who really doesn't put mileage on the car or like, um, Meemaws who, you know, are retired and they go to the grocery store, they go to church, like you have very low mileage needs, it, it works for you. And it also gives you tax kickbacks. Um, but like, I don't know, it's not going to save the planet. It's not going to... Um, yeah, definitely not that. I mean, yeah, it's it's well when you yeah when you say oh we're gonna we're saving all this fossil fuel, but where does that energy get in? How does that energy get to your uh, you know to, right. to your, to your socket? How does you know, what about the batteries? Uh, you know, with minerals mined by brown children in sandy places. Well, and, and don't you know. forget how great those are to try to put out when they catch fire. And believe me, they do and will. Yeah, I mean seriously. <laughs> oh my! Uh, so. <clears throat> Okay, so yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of it was just yeah, it was we we wrote that down as one of the questions because I know that was a conversation and it kind of led into it exactly here. Yeah. Uh, so um, you want to ask a question? Yeah. So 
Okay, as you know, Phone Boy does tarot. So have you mm-hmm. ever had a tarot reading done? And if you have, how accurate was it? Uh, I don't know that I've ever had one done for me. My younger brother swears that at some point in the young, wild Emily days, I took him to a fortune teller that I frequented. I don't remember doing such, but he says I did, so I have to believe him. Uh, um, but I do have my own tarot deck, and I have um, dabbled. Nice! But I also, it's very up to the interpretation, and sometimes they have pulled me off, and other times they have validated me, but most of the time, it's, it's like, so like if you flip a coin, and you choose, and then you see it, and you know, like you, like you feel bad about it, it's like an interpretation thing, so. Wow, no, I, I really get it. And, you know, what I, I think about that is... Uh, oh, Stewardess, I speak jive. Yeah. Who and, knew that Hempress Ellenly was one of your tarot, you know, compadres? Look yeah, exactly. Exa- there you go. Well, that's it. That's it. And yeah, this you know tarot. Yeah, there's a bit of interpretation in the cards, right? It's it's there is. It, it, yeah, I often say that tarot will tell you what you already know. Yes, and that, that's kind of I think what I was searching for is like you, you already know. You just need something outside of yourself to validate the thoughts or feelings that you have. Yeah, pretty All much. Right. I think it's a, yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's what you got to do, right? You put it, you put it into a, um, yeah, you put it into a, yeah, you put it into some images, and that's that's a thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, now, of course, I could ask you the "Why are you not a podcaster?" question, but I think it's uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know that that was that's you know, well, yeah, probably. I mean, because this is the first time you've been on a podcast, right? So it is. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know. I've kind of been entertaining the idea of doing one. Mostly it's the, um, the, you know, like the, the everyone listening and the, the, I don't know. Yeah. It seems very. Yeah, you got to just have a way to, you, you know, with that, you just got to have a way to, you, you have to have a message, I think, and, and you get, and you know, the audience will come, right? It's, you got, you do have to do a little yeah. bit of work to build the audience. It's not a, um, you know, it, it does take some time and energy. I mean, think about all the podcasts that have been doing this for a while. It's, you know, it, does, it, it, it took them that, a long time to build what they built. So, um, yeah, yeah. I've other the content creator friends that I've had around, and they're like, they're lifting, you know, like they're getting there. But it's also seven, eight, nine. Some of the ones that have like made it and have taken off, like there's 10, 11, 12 years into this, like grinding the same amount of grind every day. Right. So. Yeah, that's, you know, and honestly, yeah, I mean, even just doing this podcast on a, you know. On oh, a, yeah, it grinds on me all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well. It's responsibility. And getting to do this one, I think, um, not that this is the deciding factor on whether or not I'll do one. Um, but if I don't feel like a complete idiot when we get off of this, uh, I may do something. Maybe. Well, that would- Ooh, to think we may have planted the and and maybe cultivated a little of the seeds of a new podcaster, phone boy. Holy yeah. shit, we, look we, at that. We I like that. We, we, we did. Conversation, so. Yeah, we we did warn people that uh, the littlest effect is contagious, and uh, if the effects last more than five days, uh, yeah, don't see your doctor because he's a fucking paid shill for the pig pharma. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, yeah, just just remember, she is stoned. Oh, is that how it is? Fuck you! It has nothing to do with that. I'm more competent than you are today. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. 
Yeah, yeah, So yeah. speaking of which, um, have you ever used alternative healing, like not big pharma for anything? Yes. Okay. Tell us about it. Uh, well, I've done mushrooms. Um, and that was quite transformative what? and very, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten mushrooms and they tasted like poop. Um, oh my God, yes. Yeah. But uh, it was it was really good for me. Um, I have a quite traumatic uh, childhood and upbringing. So I was very much stuck in a PTSD survival, just messy place. Um, and I did a bunch of mushrooms and hung out with my like seven year old self for six hours and came back and like was and is are a completely different person. Um, and I do, I do dabble for fun, a micro dose here and there. Um, but it's a, it's not something to be messed with. It's not a, it's not a fun thing, but, um, you know, it's out there if you, if you need it. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Well, that's, there's lots and of I, and I smoke yeah. cannabis, eat it, dab yeah. it. Yeah. Like well, cannabis. well okay. we, we actually have, um, we actually do have a question about, you know, yep. tell us about the first time you ever smoked weed. <sighs> so I was 21. Uh, my friend, it was my friend's birthday and I was working at a gas station and I knew the drug dealer in town. So I was like, Hey, I have a friend's birthday and I would like to give her drugs for her birthday. <laughs> so uh, I bought it for her and she was completely dumbfounded that I purchased it for her. So she was like, you have to smoke with me. And I was like, Oh, I don't smoke though. So um, she loaded the bowl and I took three hits. And then we went to go see, um, I think it was bridesmaids at the movie theater. Oh my God. And I fell asleep in the, like the opening commercials, the trailers. Right. I fell asleep and she woke me up at the end and I was like, I've never slept like that in my life. Like I am, I feel like a zombie, but I also could eat everything. And I had to call my mom. Oh no. Getting yeah. And in my head, the conversation was going fine, but all my mom heard was like slow motion. Don't let my mom know I'm high. <laughs> and I was, like I said, I'm 21. I'm a whole grown up. Right. Uh, yeah. And she's like, um, so yeah, I'll come, I'll come pick you up from your friend's house. That's totally fine. On the way out, should we stop at Jack in the Box? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I knew it. So your mom she's like, knew. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was the first time. And then I really didn't dabble with it for a long time. Uh, and then once I picked it up again, it's been pretty much nonstop. Yeah. But it's, a, it's helpful. It's a mindfulness tool more so than a recreational stoner thing. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I'm somehow being blamed for the, for this uh for, for what we're doing here. What, what is, well, yeah, I guess he's right. I don't know, because I'm the one who hit the buttons to make this okay, all happen. so I have a question. Oh, um, well, I'm, do you have I'm your... I'm super glad I this lesson. Do you have your AirPods? I have, like, you can try those. Okay. 
Because it's Bluetooth over Bluetooth over Bluetooth. The Bluetooth oh. over Bluetooth over Bluetooth. There's a show title. Write it down. Yeah, there, I'm writing it down. Bluetooth on Bluetooth on Bluetooth. That actually is that better or is that worse? Yeah, that should that should help. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. We probably should have troubleshot the audio quality before well, we got it. You know. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean. Uh, you know. I, I don't know. I mean. Seriously. Like. You know. All I can say is the only thing I can say is our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah. Well, you know. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're having. We're having. Wasn't my fault. Okay. So. And that's what I meant by it's really big when you podcast. You have people who have opinions. And then you don't well, quite no, realize how bad it is. We get it in real time. And we, by the way, we appreciate it. Uh, just, no, just no, to be very we, clear. we do appreciate it. No, no, it's it. wonderful. It's balls. wonderful. It's helpful. Yeah. Yes. And, and yeah, that's, that's the thing uh, is, is that, you know, even though we get the feedback, you know, we know what's, you know, what's crank yanking and we know what's, you know, got to be fixed. So we don't take it to heart. You know, we're we're not having a meltdown because some fucking troll is being a fucking troll. We we just we go along. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, all we do is they had a great goddamn time. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, and remember, it's obscene. That's the point. Yes. There you go. And uh, yeah, and then we just got a boost from NetNet eight 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 sat saying. Uh, Skews Raga, yeah, something. Or uh, Sammy Hagar sucks in, in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Net Net. Thank you. Thank you. That is beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Oh, my. Oh, talk about breaking fourth wall. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. Not fair. So, okay, I guess that would mean that. Uh, the first time you learned that the Holy Herb did more than just give you a good feeling was probably around the same time, I would say. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. That, and that's, and yeah, I mean, I, I mean, for like myself, I mean, God, I, basically my parent, my, my parents were the ones who gave me the, the stuff to begin with. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's you not- had fucked up parents. Let's just be. Yeah. We, we, yes, I know. We, we, we've talked about to be fair. Like my, my mom was the mom who was like, if you want it, I'll get it for you. We'll do it together. You shouldn't experiment with like random kids because their sources can't be trusted. You know, you should have supervision. It wasn't, she right. just almost, she made it like not cool. You know? Right, because, oh, it was so, because it, you weren't because sneaking behind it the was back. Like, you had permission, ultimately. Exactly. But yeah, pretty much. I, like, at any point in time, I could have been like, Mom, I was like, to uh, try one drug, please. She'd be like, okay, yeah, you know, all right, yeah, this is probably, okay, yeah, it's happening. Wow. Um, but I just, it, and that just kind of, like, made it not cool. It yeah. Just, it was like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So, are are you into any cryptocurrency? Um, n- no, not really. Uh, I had the Pi mining app thing for a while, uh, just because I didn't want to lose out on the Bitcoin. Um, because when when Bitcoin first popped on the market, I was just tech savvy enough that if I would have applied myself. I could have been one of those truly people being like, learn to code, because I would have learned how to code on my own. 
So I didn't want to miss the boat again. Right. And now I'm just kind of like, if it does anything, if it does something, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I, money is going to change. Oh yeah. The way we share currency, the way we share currency globally and as individuals is going to drastically change. I, I would have to agree with that. Oh, well, yeah. So, um, now, so I think, do you, do you farm at all or grow, grow your own, um, your own st- stuff? <laughs> uh, I have like houseplants. Well, either, I, well I was, I'm I thinking if killed. you're, you know, if you're not a, well, yeah, I mean, sometimes some people, you know, some people have farms or, or whatnot, but we're, you know, is inter- or people, you know, yeah, I mean, if you've got, not talking about houseplants necessarily, uh, but that was, but yeah, I guess. Well, like, do you grow a garden yeah. or anything yeah. like that? No, I do not. Um, I, up until uh, two and a half years, three, almost, almost three years ago now, um, I've worked full time and I like haven't had hobbies or done anything like that. Uh, and currently I rent. Um, so, so actually doing the garden seems meh like annoying almost Um, so I have my house plants Um, but I do have a a big plan to have like a little homestead five to 40 acres something with uh some yeah with some goats and do vegetables and I've had my garden planned out now for quite a while just don't have anywhere to put it yeah. Okay. So there, there is actual interest there. There's just not facilitatable at this time. I get that. Yeah. yeah I absolutely get yeah. that. Uh, been there, done that. Hell, doing it. You know. <laughs> Can you imagine us trying to have a garden here on a, uh, uh, you know, in, in a condo? In a, It'd be kind of interesting. In a walk up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it on the balcony. It'd be fine. The upside down tomato plant, as pointed out by C. Brooklyn. <laughs> Yeah, that isn't nearly the caliber of what you need to be able to be self-sustaining. Just saying, not shooting it down. So, um, do you like? Do you have a farmers market near you? Do you go to it if you do? There actually is a quite a few decent ones. Um, the little town I live in, they have one that that pops up every Friday afternoon, um, and that goes pretty much spring until. Uh, Halloween um nice. and they have a, a yeah they have a nice little selection um I've only gotten a few things here and there it is a little spendy but what farmer's market isn't truth yeah fact so. on that yeah yeah it's about the yes yeah, but then also when you think right about now, it not the farmer's market oh my god <laughs> yeah especially because we have another quarter cow coming in March what yeah, right. and we're probably going to have to buy another freezer to accommodate its arrival and then another one in fall because we were informed that the beef prices have gone up significantly. They have. But because our farmers, you know, they know that we are very loyal customers, they were like, look, um, you know, you're already locked in at this particular rate for the you know, the, the quarter in March, we are willing to lock you in at that rate, you know, for the fall one, if you're interested, mm. you know, hit us up, let us know. And yeah, we, we clapped back and said, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Because I mean, a freezer is maybe hundred and a half at best right now. And 
that's definitely a investment we're willing to make to ensure that we have enough flesh to consume to keep our species alive yeah ultimately protein absolutely and also by doing this we're helping a business you know a small business not fucking industrial fuck you farming you know your your fucking shitty coupons oh god i fucking i i could rage and rage and rage about the industrial meat market for so long but I won't. Yeah, you won't. I'll be good. Cool. All right. So curiosity, because um, we we both kind of agree that we like a we like it a drink every once in a while. Well, what's your mm. Uh I like Justin's Malort. Ooh, that is my drink of choice. Uh, feel free. There's unemployed wine guy. There's some pretty funny YouTube videos. And he sells it to never be drank, but it's legitimately the only thing I drink if I drink. Like, I'll have a PBR, rarely, but pretty much every day I have a couple of slicks of Malort. Wow. Hey, uh, put that in the chat so that if anybody's interested, they can... Yes, I'll link it in. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, we'll throw, we can throw it in the show notes, too. Yeah, we'll do that, too. It's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> So on on the heels of that, what is something that nobody or very few people know about you? Oh, boy. That you're willing Um, to put out on, you know, (laughs) national airwaves, if you will. Well, see, this is the thing is like I've been, uh, I basically have grown up online. So uh, there's not a whole lot out there that will get me strung up so I'll be okay uh, <laughs> um, I don't know uh, I really hate the idea of working for other people for money yeah. like the idea the, the idea of like selling your time which is ultimately your soul to any corporation for any amount of money is just something that has chipped away at enough of me to where I will never, never do it again. Um, and I, and for people who like actually know me, know me, I, I've worked full time since I was 13 years old. I have paid taxes and filed taxes since I was 16 years old at any given time. In my 20s, I was working 100 plus hours a week. Like, I've, I've paid my time. And I don't, I think if you have a way to not do it, you should embrace that. Yeah. And ladies, ladies, listen closely. Find a man who you will love and cherish and can take care of who provides. And that's your job. That's the way to win. And then you have time to do all your hobbies. Oh, I, you know, I, I've lived through, I'm going through, yeah, you know, there's my whole divorce thing. And sometimes that, you know. Yeah, but here's the problem, uh, phone boy. Yeah. Okay. She didn't do what Emily said. Yeah. yeah she forgot yeah, the part to, about I, appreciating, loving, and making yeah. you her everything. Yeah. You know, yeah, you like I do for the, fucking you free. put in the work and the effort. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's, seriously. Uh, 
Yeah. So, um, I get, okay. So, so, I mean, that leads into the next question, I guess. I mean, how yeah. did, so how did you know he was the one? Um, it was when he told me he would do something and then wild, get ready for this. He did it. <laughs> like it was, it, I, and that sounds really cheesy and probably way too little, but it was the first time where a grown man had looked at me and said, I will do X and actually did X. Exactly. Like I was like, oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. What, let's see what this one, what's going on here with this fine gentleman. Uh, I and, can totally get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's... And he's, he's uh, kept, kept doing what he's doing for oh, coming into like seven years now. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he's pretty great. Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. So um yeah, okay. So what did, before before you um uh before you had a change of career, I guess you could say. I don't know if that's the <laughs> um what 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 kinds of things were you doing just for Uh, I was a bartender for a long time. Um, I've also done uh, plumbing, air conditioning, sales. Uh, I've also worked at grocery stores. I've worked at uh, bars, restaurants. I've kind of done the gambit. I worked um, for Wawa for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that East Coast mega court. Yeah, I'm haven't lived in Jersey. Yeah. Uh I did that I th- I did third shift there. Ooh. And that that was kinda like honestly that was it. I was like, I'm that I'll never do it again. Yeah. It I broke can me. Understand that. <laughs> I will I will do what Gary V says and get very unfancy and and trim my budget and I will learn how to be okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of it, sense. Uh, yeah, and I think, yeah, I think so I've, uh, sometimes she, sometimes less is more. You know what I mean? I mean, truly, very much so. That, that um, was a I, lesson that phone boy is learning very, very, very quickly. Yeah, uh, some, sometimes a lot less is more. So, um, it, it's so, an adjustment, a very, very multifaceted adjustment, and I applaud anyone who takes the time to trim it and also but also applaud them for following through with it because it's not easy. No, definitely not. Keep it going, phone boy. You'll get there. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah. So um, how do you think we get out of this dystopic science fiction novel we're living in? (sighs) An EMP followed by uh, Survival of the Fittest. I like that, <laughs> actually. We were actually I, literally just having that conversation on the deck, uh, what, probably three or four nights ago, we were talking about, you know, Plaid thought, what if an EMP came through, exactly. wiped out all the tech, and you had to go back to shit like physical landlines and telephones where you couldn't just pick up a phone and access every fucking thing there is to know at the touch of a button. It's even bigger than that. Like, the toilets will not refill with the water. There will be no water coming out of the pipes. There will be no, like, everything. That yeah, everything runs know. on a computer. So your cars are fucked. Yeah. 
Yeah. Your communication's yeah. fucked, minus the, you yeah. know, anyone who's smart enough to locate or have a landline still, because there are very few people that actually have a hard line in their house. Because, I mean... Oh my God. Yeah. It's fucking frightening. I do not a want a smart house ever. Yeah. I watched I watched Disney's smart house as a child. I don't know what they're thinking. Like a lot of us millennials, like we've seen Hollywood depictions of weird techie stuff. And then they're like, then half of us fall for it. And then the other half are like, nah, bro, I'm good. Exactly. I've seen that in a movie once. I can agree with that. So I'm sure the listeners are kind of curious, as are we. How did you become a pedal head? Uh, I usually try to support the shows that are on the stream. Um, And I caught the episode where you guys wrote letters to your younger selves. And uh, that one, like, it had me going. And so I had to I had to go back and like listen to a few other ones, um, and so I'm still working my way through the back catalog. But uh, I try to catch it every week because I think that you guys have good conversations, and it's always fun to learn something new. Aww, we Aww. like you too. <laughs> yeah. Aww. So we answered that. Okay. So, um... what is your favorite guilty pleasure? Uh, I don't know. Probably too much screen time. Okay, the fact that nobody knows how much I look at my phone but me and my phone. Nice. So, yeah, scrolling. Doing all my chores quickly so I can have maximum scroll time. That is awesome. (laughs) Everybody just heard that. (laughs) Uh, There's that. My my addiction to um, technology is my guilty pleasure. No, oh, there you go. Doesn't sound like that's too too bad. Well, as we've no. uh, yeah you, yeah you you should read the Professor Ted's seminal uh, work. Uh, that's you know as a just as a just as a uh, <laughs> this is the just a reminder that maybe technology may not be the best thing. So this is a, yeah. I'm I'm familiar with Uncle Ted. Opinion. Good. I'm. I'm glad. Must, yeah. I'm. I'm well versed on how a lot of people feel about the uh, the state of the world. I read a lot of stuff. and watch a lot of stuff. Yeah. So probably on a list somewhere. Oh. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I'm on a list. Aren't we all? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, what's the most interesting place you've lived? Oh, that I've lived. Um, I really kind of hate to do this because I don't think it's worth it now, today, in the Lord's year 2023. Um, but probably the Pacific Northwest, specifically like the Pierce County, uh, Mount Rainier area. Yeah, that's a yeah. yeah um, I mean, I spent a long time there. <sighs> So you, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know we were comparing notes on, on that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, there's those times in your life. I think you know, you just kind of it's yeah. You know, That's it's the place where you go to find yourself 
your thing, your niche. Like you, you, you go there and you get out. Like you either go hiking or you, uh, you fish or you, you go sightseeing. Like there's just so much to do. But it's, but it's also like not somewhere you can stay forever. And if you do, God bless you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's a, it it is it's an interesting yeah I mean well in the in politics of that area as you know are just kind of uh, horrendous horrendous <clears throat> yeah that was I was very boring left that one behind. would say yeah yeah I mean uh, you know because I because I I had come up to Washington State at a time when I when or I was moving out of California so because that's where I'm originally from and 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 you know it could have looked at me as one of those Californians that was trying to ruin Washington no I, I was mm-hmm. no unfortunately there are a bunch of other Californians that moved up and and, and ruined Washington <laughs> you know but anyway that's, that's, that's so yeah it's just it, so no I I don't I like Tennessee the way it is thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, fleeing Californians always get a bad rap. When I was little, we lived in Idaho, and the fleeing Californians to Idaho weren't going to ruin at all. Like, fleeing California just gets a bad rap. Yeah, the the weather the weather sucks you in. That's <laughs> about, you know. Yeah, other than that. So <laughs> I, I think you need to ask the next question as well, phone boy. Yeah, what's your favorite coffee? Coffee? Yeah. Oh, um, all coffee. I like I like all kinds of coffees. Um, but if I am going to a coffee stand that I do not know, this is what I'm going to order. They're large with an extra shot with white chocolate and caramel and a dash of cinnamon on top, please. Yes, whole milk is fine. Nice. Sounds like you've got that down to science. Well, I've been ordering coffee since I was like 16. So <laughs> it's a bit of a script. Um, for the a long time, I lit up when that question coffee? was asked, spoke That's volumes. I, so I've been tossing around the idea of this podcast that I'm not going to have. And coffee and cannabis has definitely been a runner up for many, many moons. Ooh, I like that. Mm. I'd tune in. Yeah. Yeah, I, although I yeah, that's coffee. yeah. I think the, the yeah the question was uh, I'm interested in your opinion on black coffee. <laughs> black coffee, I so I have a rule, um, and it, this is how I live my life with all, with all these made up rules for myself. Um, that after 12 p.m. on weekdays, if I want coffee, it has to be black. Uh, I don't know. I think it's to try to deter myself from drinking black coffee. But I actually enjoy it. If it's cold, I'll drink it. If it's hot, I'll drink it. I don't. I don't have to have it dressed up. Okay. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I've been doing. Um, no, I, I've been. I've been doing since 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 we were to physically together. And so I'm trying to think of. The oh my god! Thing. Yes, I became a coffee addict thanks to this man. Uh, yeah. So there's usually four or five different varieties of coffee beans in my in in our place at any given point in time. Yes, we have a we have a oh. a, a coffee stream, not a bloodstream, and. Yeah. Costco touches me in a special place because I can always find some whole bean coffee, coffee. that I yeah. just cannot live without. And of course, this lovely man never tells me no when I say please. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, uh, yes, I'm a coffee whore too, but yeah, <laughs> okay. you need, you need to have the bean juice to survive in the Pacific Northwest. 
Like yeah, pretty much. You can't do it without it. You can't. You I don't make it. That. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I definitely became more of a coffee <clears throat> drinker uh, when I moved to the Pacific Northwest because yes, the weather gets. Yeah, it's it's not so good. It, it, it's very, uh-uh. it's yeah. It's from like the be- like maybe the end of October to like just like maybe beginning of April, you just want to go, you just want to be anywhere but there because it's so depressing and dark and wet. Mm-hmm. And if it's, yeah, the sun it is early for light purposes so you can see the mist coming at you. Yeah. Yep. I think that I, I don't <laughs> miss it. <laughs> no, no. I, I do miss the mountain though. If I could just... If I could have like some sort of a, a filter applied to my vision, where I always had like Mount Rainier back in the back corner. Yeah, I'm I, I'm with you on Mount Rainier, but that's about it. And just it's beautiful. It, it's just yeah. It, it, that's how yeah, it's, that's how I always knew it was a good day is I could see Mount Rainier, right? So that's a, it's you know that it, when I that and you, you you got that a few times a year. <laughs> you you mean oh, okay? I lived thing. out in. You you mean all those years being married to that epic bitch? There was actually good days. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm shocked. She didn't control the weather. Yeah. No, but a that good, bitch a good weather day in Washington. With that ass. Oh. Oh, a good a good weather day in Washington will keep. I, I tell you what, that keeps people from calling it quits. Yeah, it's, uh, every day. It's yeah, good weather days are. Yes, I I, I I completely agree with that. Yeah, those are the days that that, that that cause you to stay there because they are worth it. Of course, yeah. been, of course, you've been yeah. Chinese water tortured for the whole freaking you know time. You know, uh, very much, very much. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, the whole state of Washington's an abusive relationship. Yeah. TLDR. Yeah, yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's compli- Yeah, relationship status. It's complicated. complicated. All right. So, uh, oh, it's a, beyond complicated. It's abusive. Yeah. Uh, on a basic <laughs> level, when did you start to realize that there was fuckery with this snap system? Um. <clears throat> so, like me as a human, when did I put it together? Yeah. Or like looking at it, where does it fall apart? Oh, me as a human. Okay. No, you, uh, so that you would as be, a person. Yeah, me as um, that would be, I don't know, a uh, teenager, uh, like 19, 20, or a young adult, 21 maybe, 22, uh, would be when I really started looking into it. And it just kind of came from like, um, at that time I moved back to Washington. I lived with my grandparents. Um, my grandpa gets the newspaper every day. He sits outside, smokes a couple cigarettes, reads the paper. Him and I would have conversations. And just the stuff like being passed and like in the newspaper kind of keyed me into what was going on. Um, and the conversations I would have with, had with him just kind of like pieced it together. Like this has been a very uh, calculated, um, well thought out program uh, that is not so good, but also not so bad. Uh, it's just a, it's a, just a little monster <laughs> the, so I was uh, we'll say 21, 22 when I realized it was kind of a monster 
Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. So when I, I all right. So I, I didn't, we didn't coordinate any of this. You did send me a bunch of, cli- you sent me a bunch of things to watch. I pulled some clips and I think, but I, and I think we will, we'll go through those clips. I guess we can go through those clips in the second half and we'll talk. Yeah, about, that's what uh, we're going to do is yeah. in the second half. We'll, we'll dig into we'll play the, clip. Yeah, yeah, the clips that he yeah. took and we'll have you speak on those points. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, but, all right. But we are at the point in the show where we're, we're going to, we're, we're going to take a, we're going to take a light note. We're going to take a light note. We're going to play. Uh, we have a cavalcade of stupidity from uh, Rev Cybertrucker. Yay. Yeah. We missed that. So we're going to play it. <laughs> Heidi ho, pedal heads. This here's Sir Reverend Cybertrucker with this week's Cavalcade of Stupidity. Weird Al Yankovic is not just a top-tier performer. He's also very inclusive. So inclusive, in fact, that he made a song just for us truck drivers. From the 1999 album Running With Scissors, this is Weird Al Yankovic, truck driving song. I'm driving a truck. Driving a big old truck, pedal to the metal, hope I don't run out of luck. Rolling down the highway until the break of dawn. Driving a truck with my high heels on. My diesel rig is northward bound, it's time to put that hammer down. Just watching as the miles go flying by. I'm riding 20 tons of steel, but it's sure hard to hold the wheel while I'm still waiting for my nails to dry. I always gotta check my lipstick in that rear view mirror And my pink Angora sweater fits so tight I'm jamming gears and hauling freight Well I sure hope my seams are straight Lord don't let my mascara run tonight Because I'm driving a truck Driving a big old truck Smokey's on my tail and my Excel Yeah Thank you so much for that Sir Rev Cyber Trucker, that was fantastic. I had forgotten about that song, and and I I think I approve of this uh, this debauchery. Phenomenal, even yes. And and as always, we will pay, play the full version in Studio Thirty Three. So hang out for that after the show. Yeah, that's right. And so because we're having Emily's birthday party tonight in Studio Thirty Three. Yeah, I, I think I even have applause. I can do this. There you go. So, yeah. Hey, I have sounds here and stuff. You, you do know, and stuff. It's a, it's, a, it's a soundboard. Um okay, so okay, right ride share this week. What what do you what do you got? Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Well, I only have one thing, but oh my god, it's freaking huge. So you know agenda producers, you wonderful NAS participants probably saw a photo that Phone Boy posted earlier in the week. A very horrific accident that occurred in Knoxville, Tennessee, because two dumb cunts decided to drag race each other. There is now a five-year-old girl who's fighting for her life, and I believe an 11-year-old boy as well that are both in critical condition because the five-year-old was ejected from the car. And I think the 11-year-old was pinned. I could not tell you because I have not read the news article on it for specific reason. Because I actually 
took pictures of and witnessed this scene. I did not witness the accident. I witnessed the aftermath of the vehicles because I take the strip of road that this accident occurred on a lot doing rideshare and also because it's the main way to get to my friend's job. So people just, just don't. I mean, there's there's just nothing else I can say about that. I mean, having done EMS for 11 years and seeing shit like that, I'm glad I didn't come on it before the crews got there. I don't think I truly could have handled mentally having to work a code on a child because apparently they were doing CPR on this little five-year-old. I don't want that memory for any reason i mean if put in the situation would i do it yes without even a heartbeat of thought it would be automatic not the point there was no reason why that had to happen other than stupidity yeah i know who who yeah i mean that yeah that i mean you showed me the video of that and some of the other stuff that uh, that that uh, got circulated it was kind of yeah like- and some scumbag was videotaping this poor little 5 year old being worked on having like clumps of blood taken out of her mouth and then he posts it to facebook there is a special level of hell for cunts like that in the world i'm just going to say it yeah, and yeah, I, that, you know, I think that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, may that little cunt step on Legos. Uh, yeah, for eternity. Yeah, no, sh- no shit. There's some things that don't even. need to make it to the internet. Yeah. They're traumatizing it enough to see firsthand. Yeah, exactly. You should keep that to yourself, yeah. Yeah, not, a, you know, not everything needs to be shared with everybody. No, but videotaping that cunt stepping on Legos barefoot uh, needs to be videotaped and then and then put on the net according to Billy Bones. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, somebody out there make yeah. that happen. And yet you're sharing it on a podcast. Yeah, yes. well, you know. Exactly. Well, whatever. This, this is exactly what we do. All right. You. OK. Oh, I have a rant. You oh, have... boy, do I have a rant, y'all. So yeah. as I said earlier, I just started school the beginning of last week and everything was ship shape until Thursday, which was the last day to get full refund for your classes. I get an automated message at five o'clock Eastern, which, oh, yeah, that just happens to be quitting time. For the the week, no less. Yeah, for the week, because they don't work on Fridays. Automated message telling me, you have an outstanding balance, blah, 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 blah. I go in and look, and there's like a balance of over $1,000 on my account. So I get a hold of my student advisor, that useless bitch. And How do you really feel about it? Oh, you're going to hear how I really feel about it. Yeah. I message her, and I'm like, is there any good reason why I have a balance on my account? And the TLDR is, yeah, apparently I was supposed to list the other schools I had attended through my entire life that I've ever gotten financial aid from. However, that's not how the question was phrased on the application. Yeah, words, it asked yeah, about words colleges. Matter. Yes, words do matter. And unfortunately, you ask me what if I've ever attended college. No, because any of the schools I went to, I went to truck driving school. I went to, let me see. I did massage therapy through a career institute. I did nursing school through a technical institute. 
So where in that is the word fucking college? Okay. Irrelevant. She gets this little bitch ass attitude in text message with me. Like, well, if you had disclosed this, it would have been in your, uh, what is it? Um, Oh God, I can't think of the word now, but it's basically your admissions. Do what? Your admissions packet. Yeah. The, the admissions requirements. Yes. Thank you, Emily. So she's like, you know, they were discovered through this, you know, search that we do for anything, you know, outstanding or whatever, whatever. Implying like I fucking ghosted the information or some shit. I mean, really pissed me the fuck off. And so now I'm having a scramble to get the transcripts for the three schools that I attended. Oh, yeah, by the way, one of which is fucking defunct because it fraudulently was doing shit with student financial aid and the government shut their asses down. Thankfully, I know the route I had to take to get my transcript and that's in the works. The truck driving school was epic. I can't remember the name of the woman. I think it was like Elisa or something like that. But shout out to this woman because she literally was like, oh, I can have that FedEx to you overnight and, and they'll get it Monday. I'm like, the fuck? Because yeah, mind you, Tuesday is the deadline for all of this financial shit to be handled or you have to drop classes. But of course, my student advisor's thought is, well, you can talk to us about, you know, payment plans. Oh, yeah, bitch, because I didn't fucking when I met you tell you that without financial aid, Phoenix ain't going to fucking college. I'm up to my asshole and eyeballs in debt thanks to being married to a fucking nothing for 16 fucking years, seven of which, uh, don't get me started, I'm not going to rant, I promise I will not, irrelevant to the fact, long story short is, I have had to shag ass to get the transcripts, oh yeah, and the most epic one is the one that tells me, oh, it's you have to go onto this third party website called Parchment, and it's going to cost $10 to get the transcripts, I'm like, what the actual fuck, so yeah, that's my rant about school because now I am not sure which way the wind is going to blow on being able to continue to go. Oh. And and that bothers me greatly because I finally feel like I'm making headway. I know it's only been one in-person class, but I feel like I really have a handle on this yeah. and I can do this. And it's like people just can't help but throw big ass cinder blocks in my fucking way. It's so Rude. Yeah. Oh, you know that when you're one of God's chosen people, he's got to make it harder. <laughs> Will you try it? Like, this is, it's supposed to be hard because you're supposed to do it. If old you were presented with these challenges, old you would have quit. New you knows that these are just how the cards are falling right now. Yes. And it'll just, we'll find my paperwork. We'll get it right. We'll pay the extra money. <sighs> it's dumb and I'll deal with it. It is just so annoying. Yeah, it is very annoying. It's all it's all solvable problems, right? This is yeah, but it's still it's it's hard to not like fully catastrophize and feel like you're in the eye of the tornado. I just thought it was a really dick move to to wait until. Yeah, I thought it was a dick move to wait until it was literally too late to drop classes without having to pay fucking money. That they decide to go. Oh, we've stripped all of your financial aid away until you provide this transcript bullshit. Like fuck you hard sideways with a razor blade. 
Like, are you kidding? Yeah. Uh, how? how yeah. There, I'm sure there's a clip I could play. I feel like I should play a clip, but I can't. I, I'm looking at this clipboard and you have nothing. It's okay. Uh, yes, I have nothing. But you know, it's. I mean, this is the you know, the problem is is that you know. I mean, I can play this just. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what my yeah. brain's doing I right now. I think that's what your brain's doing. Well, <laughs> as, as far as this bullshit with school. It's obscene. That's the point. Yes. And uh, it, it's all a fucking money game. Bottom line. Yeah. Well, that sounds like my divorce. I'm not going to go into that, though. No. No, no, no. Uh, but I am going to go into the fact that, yeah, I woke up Monday morning with back pain I hadn't had since it was like 2013. I, uh, I mean, it was it was. Uh, yeah, it was it was bad. I had to. Uh, I, I ended up um, needing some help from uh, from my uh, partner in crime here. And uh, yeah, but we got it done. We got it done. It's and it's, what's amazing though is that when that happened to me ten years ago, I, I had to have weeks of physical therapy. It's mostly gone now. It's I mean, it's mm-hmm. you know it's kind of it's lessened over the over the you know the the. You know, the, the the day since but um but yeah it's 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 amazing what it, what a good diet does i guess now, now we're not very much exa- so we're not sure exactly what precipitated it although we think it was the beer last weekend we drank a lot of beer we downed two six packs in less than a week and it, it was obscene now i have weed of physical therapy oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go oh yeah, yeah i think he does over therapy Overhydrate and weed physical therapy. Exactly, exactly. Say it's Doctor Emily. Yeah. You, you have the prescription. Well, because you right guys there. had the fancy, you had the fancy beers too, like the high. Oh yeah, they they were like an eight and a half and a nine ABV. Extra, they, they were fierce. Yeah, extra hoppy, rich. Yeah, they they were probably just fucking karate chopping your kidneys all the whole time. That's the whole what time. I said. That's exactly yeah, what I said, so. because of where the pain was, I said, that's ki- that's your kidneys. I'm like, this is definitely yeah. because you fucking drank all that beer with me, <laughs> and you did not hydrate properly. That was exactly what I said, you, so thank you for... Yeah, if you, go, if you go into a good drinking session, a little dehydrated, you're totally boned. Totally boned. You're going to be hungover, or you're going to take a few days to recover. Yeah, exactly. But so, I did... over Overhydrate, and... Uh, yeah i think i might need to hydrate yeah as well a lot so yeah but um, i did uh i did mix up a a mix of that frankincense we had been talking about and frankenstein's lube yeah to try to help with some inflammation if there was any and we put a little bit of eucalyptus for that nice tingly feeling and then topped it off with some lavender this was all in coconut oil Yeah, the lavender was just purely, I mean, it has some benefits, but the most benefit was it smells nice. Exactly. It's relaxing. Uh It complements nicely. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so and I even did an Epsom salt bath, which I haven't. Yes, I actually got Foam Boy in a bathtub. He's he's a bath bomb guy. Yeah, you know, like the Patrick Mahomes commercial. I love that shit. Oh, anyway. They don't know they like it until they get in there, and they're like, "Dang, I feel real fancy." I feel relaxed, dare I'm, I say. I'm I'm telling you, like behind the mic, I'm totally going to get this man into a bath bomb bath. But you know, I I actually thought about something. I do have a tale from my chair. Okay. And it actually happened last night. Yeah. Eight o'clock at night, I get a fair request that's two hundred and eight minutes 
a way or 208 miles i think it was and i'm no it was minutes it was definitely minutes but anyways that equates to like three and a half hours i'm like what the fuck okay this is going to be worth good money so i accept it this motherfucker to my left i tell him i have a fare that has 208 minutes of distance on it that equates to about three and a half hours this motherfucker i'll bet you're going to atlanta and motherfucker if i didn't end up going to atlanta it was three o'clock in the morning before i got home i was ass tired and i told him i said do not even think about touching me Hugging me, kissing me, or otherwise prior to noon time, or I will throat punch you. A bitch needs her beauty sleep. And I held to that. He did. He was very well behaved. So I I did very well with that. Yes. But yeah, that was, uh, I mean, it's not the longest trip I've ever done. I believe Beckley, West Virginia from Knoxville was the longest trip I've ever done. I think that was a solid eight hour round trip. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty interesting how... I had said I was going to stay out a little later last night to make just a little bit extra, and boy, the universe decided to take it and run with it. Yeah, the universe does that sometimes. Hey, you can check Atlanta off your list for the year. Oh, how, I'd like to check Atlanta off my list for a lifetime. I hate that place. There you go. You did it. It's done. Never That's have right. I don't back. ever need to have another fair that goes to Atlanta. There you go. I can live my life. Now you know. Now you know the magic number to be like. Mm-hmm, I've played this game. Yeah. Well, depending on where I am when the ride comes in, that's not completely oh. true. And the problem no, is, I mean, two hundred and eight could be a lot of different. Yeah, places. radius. Yeah, you've got a gigantic radius. So yeah, it it, it is what mm. it is. I'm not yeah. not worried. It was just like holy fuck. By the time I got home, I was like dragging knuckles up the stairs, and I'm trying to be quiet as to not wake phone boy. But he hears the shower turn on, and I'm trying to creep in the room, and I have this angelic voice go, "I'm awake. I heard the shower." I'm like, shit. <laughs> So anyways. Yes, uh, this is our life. Uh, our, our life is a show. Okay, our life is a show. Okay, so I have I have text. Uh, okay, so I actually have text messages to read from, because from, you can also text 253-237-3321 and tell us if you've ever experienced hunger. Um, but we got a text that says, hi, we are selling the domain lotuspodcast.com. If you're interested, please visit blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yeah. Lovely. I've been getting I've been getting similar ones in my email. Yeah. Well, yes, and it's like no, we are not Lotus Podcast. My, my show email, I may add. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, and we also um, we also got a text that says, "I want to hear a song. You can pick it. Thank you." <laughs> Where did that come from? Probably Your mom. my mom. <laughs> my God, my mother is such. A techie, not. <laughs> this woman can barely work her goddamn phone. Yeah. No, she's learned to text, and she got a new phone. It's all over, phone boy. It's all over by the crying. We're, we're going to be flooded with text messages from mom requesting songs in Studio Thirty Three. Yeah, we have got that. <laughs> but we also have a we also have a we also have an bona fide voicemail. Ooh, we, we actually we actually have two of them at the moment. I'm all ex- I'm all a tangle. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see what uh, what we're gonna people see had what, to say. What people had to say. Now, don't forget. 
you can call 253-237-3321 and weigh in on if you've ever received SNAP or food stamps, as it was called back then. There's no shame in it. Uh, if you ever were on WIC, you know, you want to talk about the, you know, the good or bad experiences you had. 253-237-3321. Now, you can also do past, uh, you can do past topics, of course. Or, That's or, right. Uh, much like this caller did. Hi, hi, hi. Phoenix and Funboy. Oh, or Funboy and Phoenix. Or, yeah, anyway. Uh, we'll do it after uh, vocal mail because I uh, didn't leave one for the last one uh, regarding vacation. And, uh, been a lot of good vacations growing up as, you know, my parents, well, you don't know, but my parents and uh, my brother and I just, you know, family vacations and stuff like that. And, because uh, of stuff with my, my, uh, my dad's job. He has. He always had to. We always had to stay pretty close uh, to where we live, so it was pretty centralized as far as uh, where we left. You know, just within a couple hours distance, kind of thing. Maybe a day day's drive, um, for the most part. But just just always memorable. I can't say that there was actually like one that like stood out sort of thing. But it was just that cumulative thing of hanging out with your family and uh, enjoyable and whatnot and. Uh, Trying to also just think of that with the we have nieces and nephews that are like five and under, and uh, making sure that you know maybe they might not they might not remember that one exact time or something like that, but just that cumulative uh, being there for them and hanging out with them because we don't have kids right now or yet, but uh, you know kids are kind of easy as far as when they're little you know just keep them entertained sort of thing and it might be more work as far as like your, just your time, but there's not as much uh, you know involvement and stuff like that I guess you, you guys know what I mean. Uh, but uh, you know, hey, make, you know, making sure that we're there for their, there for the present, so that way, like, we can be there easier when they're when they get older. Uh, but uh, probably actually, just favorite vacations of we just been married for two years, so just too much of those just getting away because uh, we didn't we didn't we never like went overnight or anything like that before we got married and whatnot. So. Just being able to like, hey, we can actually like and I'll spend the night together and, and stuff like that. So just, I guess, whatever. Some stuff we put on our, you know, put on ourselves and, and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, so just being able to, you know, go to the beach and, and just all those different things of, you know, going on, going on trips and, and whatnot, just the two of us and, uh, starting those. And even though it's not having necessarily a favorite, but just little aspects like, hey, I really like this or really like that, you know, and different things. So. Yeah, just nothing super, super favorite, but just uh, just the general being being with the uh, family, being with the spouse. So, love you guys. Stay dangerous, and whether you're on vacation now or you're not, say cacao. Christopher Battles. We love Mr. Christopher Battles. <laughs> okay, so being with this mouse, I, I just there's I, I noticed three show titles in this uh, in this uh, thing. Nice. Yeah. So being with this mouse, which which I just saw, because that's which is which is a uh, funny then the miss in a mistranscript. Uh, Yo donut. <laughs> Yo donut. And wanted thing. Yeah. Wanted thing. Yeah, wanted thing. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, well, so wounded thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we've got all right, and we got we, we got a follow up from Christopher Battles. Oh, you know, I love it. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll play the next one. Yes, we will. What up? What up? What up? It's a Friday. 
Uh, yeah, so we got double vocal mails for the week, I guess. You know, a little bit of ketchup and whatnot, but, uh, yeah. Um, as far as the question goes, uh, never had any experience personally with, uh, with, uh, food stamps or anything like that. I remember I had a buddy, um, him and his mom growing up and stuff like that. I remember they had food stamps and going to the grocery store sometimes with them and like that. So I think they were, when they were like actually stamps and whatnot and not just the, not just the cards and whatnot, but, uh, yeah. So, remember just kind of like, okay, they, you know, they're not doing, I guess, as well financially and whatnot. And another story, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, not, not personally had anything experience with it. I've, um, I don't know where else, what, what it's like in other states. I know in California they got that, uh, what's called like WIC for, um, for kids and whatnot. And, uh, we don't have any kids. We've got some family members that got kids and, uh, at times they, they've been able to get that stuff. And I mean, I guess it's one of those, one of those things. Like if it's there, utilize it sort of thing. Um, whether or not you need it or not kind of deal. Cause I know like sometimes we'll get, um, or we'll get like juice and stuff like, cause you can only get, you know, certain mark thing, or you can only get like certain mark things. Like you can get this tortilla, but not this tortilla kind of thing and whatever, however, you know, that's all worked out. <laughs> but, uh, which is another topic as far as like health goes, you know, that we could go down, but, uh, we'll get like sometimes just juices and obviously we know juices are super healthy, you know, and whatnot and, uh, high in sugars, which are important for your everyday living or, you know, mixing with vodka. Um, but sometimes we'll get, we'll get some random stuff like that because they have too much of it or whatever. So, um, we'll get some stuff like that sometimes, but man, it's kind of surprising. I think you can like wick, you can make up like $85,000 or something like that and still qualify for it. So, but, uh, yeah, it's just one of those topics, like not really want to get into, but, uh, I'll probably say that I get a little bit of opinion, but it's kind of like school lunches and stuff like that. I'd, was fortunate to not have a rough, or, you know, there was enough where I never went hungry or anything like that. And, you know, there's unfortunately kids out there that do, and the schools are feeding them, and quality aside, you know, whatever. Anyway, but, yeah, not personally. Uh, but, yeah, I like, I guess, unemployment, like I said, you know, you use it if you got it, kind of be a hard eat it, whatever. All right, let me go. Stay dangerous and cacao. Christopher Bells. Uh comma be a hard. Oh, I love it. Uh it that uh, that's yeah the, the, and then uh you know the other one but be uh I I wrote down vocal males were with M A L E S. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, and I think we just got another voicemail. Woo, you know I love it. Yeah, I know. This is so it's great that you're calling in. Um 253-237-3321. Um I got oh, it looks like it's two voicemails. Oh my, I'm I'm touched. Yes, it it is. And so yeah. All right. So we're so um yeah, I'm going to hit the button here and 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 do and, it. Hey everybody, uh weirdo here. Um I just wanted to weigh in on this food stamp topic um, as a uh, sole provider and in income for a family of seven. Um, they've come in quite handy, um, <laughs> especially with the uh, way food prices are these days. Um, now, growing up, there was always a stigma around food stamps, as in like you were low class, lazy, you know, uh, didn't, you know, undeserving people, uh, who were just, 
sucking off the government tit. Um, well, as for my case, and I know a lot of other folks just like me, um, I work my ass off, I get my 40 hours a week, and I do my best to take care of my children. Um, I don't feel that it's my fault that we live in a system that doesn't uh, cater to people um, who work their nine to five and, and just try to make a living and get by. Um, it's uh, it's not it's it's not lazy people that are just fucking off the government hit. And with the whole oh immigrants are getting our food stamps and blah blah blah. Um, I lived in Texas for five years, and I had the most difficulty ever getting food stamps in Texas for my kids. It took me a year and a half and tons and tons and tons of paperwork. So eventually I had to call the ombudsman of the state myself and get my case heard um, to even get them turned on. Um, now, with the, the kind of... of, of nutrition that you can buy with these SNAP benefits, like, yes, people tend, the people that, uh, sorry, the people that receive food stamps are not generally well off. Um, I mean, you know, we've had cases of senators and things like that um, riding the food stamps and living in HUD houses, but um, the people who actually need it are people who usually have to stretch their dollars. Um, when you're just only able to buy ramen and hot dogs, uh, it, it doesn't make for uh, a very good diet at all. Um, if you buy anything outside of that, uh, fresh fruit, vegetables, uh, things to actually cook decent meals, your food stamps may last three weeks. Um, and that's, that's tough, um, especially with how expensive things are these days. Um, yeah, that's that's my two cents. Um, I, you know, if you remember in 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 twenty eighteen, I think it was there was. Yeah, the voicemail tops out at three minutes. Uh, ah, got so, it. So maybe this is the follow up to that. Yes, the follow up. Yes. So this is yeah. So we will uh, we will follow up. If, yeah, if absolutely. We can, we can uh, we'll hit our we'll hit our buttons here, and uh, yeah, it's there's just, uh, then here's the follow up. Yep. Yes, yeah, weirdo again. I know I got cut off uh, a little long-winded here. Uh, sorry. Um, with, like I said, uh, when I got cut off, was you know, uh, 45 million Americans in need of food stamps, and there's a system created in place that doesn't. It, people can't afford it. People cannot afford to live. And I think it was 2016 when Florida instituted a, 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 a policy where all food stamp recipients had to give UAs um, in order to do so, and uh, they only. They were only able to find one person and shut off one person for their food stamps because, generally speaking, the drug, the kind of drug addicts that are trading their food stamps uh, uh, for dope, uh, no longer have their kids. You know what I mean? So they're no longer getting food stamps. Um, it's just one of those things. It's, it's, there's all these stigmas around it, and really, it's it's people need it. And I really feel like if I'm paying taxes, I mean, I pay taxes every year just like everybody else, and. I would rather my money go towards feeding a starving family than unaliving little brown kids halfway around the world that are no uh, – I, I just don't understand uh, all, any of that. But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Phoenix, homeboy, love you, love the show. Uh, all right, y'all have a good one.
Yeah. Thanks, Weirdo. Thank you so much, Weirdo. And we all agree that, you know, if you need food stamps, you know, don't be ashamed. Every, I mean, I myself, when I was pregnant with my kids, um, you know, I did WIC. I was on food stamps and assistance for a little while because I couldn't work because of my pregnancies. There is not anything shameful about being on those programs unless, and I'm going to say this and I don't give a fuck if I offend anyone. If you are somebody who's literally using government assistance and food stamps and all that shit as a career choice, shame the fuck on you and you should be sterilized. Yeah. We have an overpopulation in control to begin with and you're adding to the problem because you don't want to get a fucking job. You'd rather suck off of Joe Biden's dick. Shame the fuck on you. Fuck you too. Well, and what it what in that border on like child exploitation as well? Wouldn't you think? If we wanted to dig down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. I mean, we um, probably could, but you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with Weirdo. Thank you for calling and sharing. Um, it's uh, it's out there for people who need it. However, the the barrier to entry sometimes is what keeps people from trying. Um, and a lot of the stigma as well. Uh, it like like he said, it's his tax money, and that's how I looked at it when I was pregnant with my kid um, ten years ago now, eleven years ago now. Um, I, I lived in Washington, so I had, uh, they offered me WIC. They offered me, um, I got like $218 a month in food stamps because I was a pregnant human being with a social security number. Uh, and, um, and it was helpful. It really, it really was. Um, and then after I had her and I started working more, I lost my benefits, um, because I made too much money, which, you know, I made it work. I didn't depend on it. But I also see how like you can you can get stuck in it, and you can you can like have to you have to need it, or they want you to need it. Uh, but the WIC program is for women, infant, and children, and um, those are like specific, very very specific. If you're ever in a grocery store, do this fun game. There are little blue stickers, and they say WIC. So the next time you're at the grocery store, Walmart, Target, Kroger, out like whatever. Look for the little blue stickers. Like, that is all you can get with WIC. And it's literally, like, some states put it on a card, like a chipped card, and some states send you a check for it. But if that check is for $17.04 and the ticket comes up to $17.09, you have to pay that $0.05. Yep. So, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a payment placement thing. So it's, um, it's very specific items, uh, and it's to ensure those very specific nutritional needs are met. I think if you are a pregnant human being, specifically a pregnant woman, because those are the only people who can get pregnant, fight me. Um, if you're a pregnant woman in America and you have a social security number, you should apply for WIC. You should get those benefits while you can. They pay them out. You're, you're qualified for them. And so your kid's like five years old until they go to public school, essentially. So, you know, you'll get all the beans and tuna and peanut butter and orange juice and, you know, like your your little heart can handle. Yeah. And milk, milk and eggs. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So these programs exist and it's your tax money. It's your tax money. Yeah. If you're contributing to it, you should not feel bad for saying, Hey, 
I would like some of my tax money back for groceries. Thanks. The worst they can say is no. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah. Well, so. All right. So I did this. I'm trying to remember which clips. I, I So I kind of I, I took of the you sent you sent several videos. We'll have links to them in the show notes. Um, and I think. I think I've labeled a lot of these clips, and I think I, I th- when I pulled this first, this because I, I did them in order, and you'll probably be able to tell what I, where I pulled the clips from, right? Because uh, they, they should be r- roughly in the in the order. But um, you know, this is funny that that and I think the the or, you know we, we you know you, you can't really talk about um, SNAP without talking about kind of where it comes from in the in the in the the government organization right and i think it's because mm-hmm. really and because it, it, it really is the department of agriculture right which which was which yeah. and that's actually the very big so you know and that was uh civil war era right so you can you can and and then of course usda you know um was i think that's what that became right so it, ultimately this was all you know th- this all started in the civil war right this 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 uh and in, in this this thing and it, and, it, and i and as i was pulling these clips and of course i'm also doing this while i'm baked on the you know in the <laughs> that's always the best way to do stuff you, you like when you get baked you like shift into this moment right now yeah uh, like you, it's you could there's science behind it but your brain shifts into a more present um receptive place so good job being yeah and i was and I was, I was and i was seeing some creepy shit i just <laughs> so, some of the stuff but i saw I I see the, I, so <laughs> They're talking about in this first clip. They're talking about the Dust Bowl, and I and I've got I have I kind of when I heard it, I'm like I have a rant on this. On the southern plains, clouds of dust darkened the skies for weeks in a phenomenon that came to be known as the Dust Bowl. USDA worked with growers to minimize soil erosion, and the conservation programs that conquered the Dust Bowl have played a key role in American agriculture ever since. Well, let's just pr- okay. The Dust Bowl was caused by industrial farming practices. My, my, you I, don't say. How did that happen? Yeah. So, you know, a bunch of people lost their. They did these. They did these industrial farming practices. Guess what? They turned all that grassland that probably had cattle on it. I'm sure. I think it had. I think it had buffalo on it, and a lot of a lot of that middle part of the country. Um, so yeah, there there buffalo, was a, as far as the eye can see, eight billion buffalo used to roam this earth. Not yeah. even just earth, but like America alone, the grassland. Eight billion buffalo. Yeah. So so let's just let's just you know, let's just start with the premise that basically agriculture re- created the dust bowl. It wasn't it was not yeah. a it, you know I saw I was just playing the like oh my god that's evil. So we they create the problem and the solution. It it seems like when I start getting into this it's like this is all like it's a new form of monopolization. Yeah. It's a so Yeah. And, you know, and of course, it, you know, and, and then, you know, we get into because this is I think that I think the video this came from was called the history of um, what was it? The history of food stamps or something. Let me go see what I said in the, in the notes here. Um, yeah, it's, it was um, I think no, it was it, this one came from uh, the USDA celebrates 150 years of helping people. I guess this is where this came from. Yeah. But, yeah. So my posterity ironic clip. Yeah, your posterity ironic clip. Well, but this, but this, this little thing about school lunch program and kind of where it came from, you know, there's, there's, yeah. So urban citizens, of course, also suffered during the depression. And as the worst economic downturn in history intensified, 2 million Americans were homeless and hungry. 
the agriculture department assisted the needy by distributing surplus food. To better nourish impoverished children, USDA established what would become the National School Lunch Program. Yeah, that is terrible. Um, yeah, the well, the school I've had, and, and yes, I've had those school lunches. They were, you know, back in the eighties. Anyway, they were definitely not so, uh, uh, so f- fantastic. They were definitely completely separate lunches from the lunches other children received in the eighties, and, and it was noticeable. Oh yeah, yeah. it's like the brown brown back situation. Yeah, the, yep, yeah, the, exactly. yeah, a sad meal, as they used to call it. Um, I will, I will give. Michelle Obama, some credit here, only slightly, because she really drove home the point of how detrimental to children it is to have that sort of a segregated experience, especially at school, especially around food. Like she was able to drive that home to a point where like schools who still did that kind of stuff like they were shamed into not doing it anymore. So that's the one thing that I will give that woman for her school lunch program is that she kind of was able to pull out some of the stigma and the shame that like the students experienced at the hands of the program. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty terrible, but um right. Yeah, and then you know, and of course, then there's the you know some of the, and, and some of these clips we played. Yeah, that you're going to get some of the information kind of multiple times here. But uh, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the yeah. So, where did the food stamps uh, program come from? The supplemental nutrition assistance program, formerly known as food stamps, also traces its roots to the depression. All told, the agriculture department administers more than a dozen domestic nutrition programs. And the Congressional Budget Office estimates that more than 80% of USDA spending over the next decade will be for nutrition, while direct spending for agriculture is expected to account for less than 20%. Yeah, okay, well, something called agriculture, spending money on something that's not agriculture, uh, you know, I mean, that can't possibly be good. (laughs) Right. I mean, so the thought behind it is it kind of is it's like very much like a Ponzi scheme. You just move money from one column to another. So by dubbing it an agricultural thing, uh, then you can use agricultural funds for it. Well, there seems to be a, some unholy alliances that, uh, that when you're looking at this, I actually have a, I've actually labeled that as one of the eclipse um, that that thing yeah. and and. You know, this is you know, it's interesting that it because the the you know, the SNAP program and such are you know they're there. It's it's a it, it, it they you know it's it's almost like their mission you know to be well safety net as it were. Perhaps USDA's most crucial program for producers is the safety net designed to better insulate farmers and ranchers from losses due to weather, market downturns, or other unexpected issues. Okay, I screwed that up. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I screwed that up. But I, but I think it, but they're, they're basic. Okay, but I know why I took this clip. I'm going, they're basically subsidizing bad farming practices. What am I missing here? Well, that's the thing is like, you're not missing it. That is exactly what they're doing. And that's what they love to do. They love to tell you exactly what they're doing, hoping that you don't understand what it is. And at the time, 
I don't fault anyone for not understanding it. I really don't. It's 1939. It is what it is. Like, you're, you're doing your best to try to keep everyone in the country alive. I can't fault you for plugging the dam. But what I can do is say, like, after the fact, like, why, why didn't anyone else notice it? Why didn't anyone else see it for what it is? Yeah, I know. Um, well, and this, and honestly, this scam has been going on for a while. It looks like. Um, so I look at this, and 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 you know, and 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 I and I heard, and I saw when we got into the clip. You know, the, I, I there was the other. I'm gonna remember what the which clip that was, or which that was. Uh, yeah, I guess it was. I think that was making America stronger. The U.S. food stamp program is what this is coming out of. And I, and I hear George McGovern, and I roll my roll my eyes because. Uh, yeah, as soon as you hear. Him. Yeah, well, no, but as soon as I see him come up, because yeah, I, yeah, well, he's also he's responsible for the shitty dietary guidelines that we have now. Yes, and, he and, is. Yes, yeah. he is. So, so that bullshit commission. Yeah, that bullshit commission. Well, let's. They get to do a whole lot of stuff while they're around and in these positions. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, good for them. It's quite a diverse uh, resume they get out with. Yeah, I could guess, yeah. but Yeah, but how do you sleep at night having such a hand in something so nefarious? Yeah, well, it, it's all about, you know... Probably pretty well because he eats organic because he can afford it. Yeah, that's uh, right. Thank you. Oh, there you go. Okay, so <laughs> so this is what George McGovern in this interview, in this, in this uh, you know, I don't know, this recording, had uh, to say about his involvement in the food stamp program. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that we revolutionized the food stamp program for the better. We brought in millions of people who heretofore had never heard of the program or who couldn't afford to participate. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. So I, I just I, I'm, I don't I don't know. And it was this was kind of this weird like. It's just this, you know, listening to him talk is just like, oh, why? Like, and, and it's just, we're trying, it sounds like we're doing the right thing, but I He's know. He's got a but- big Mitch McConnell vibe. Well. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. I, oh my, oh my. The same kind of people oh. always end up in the same position. Yeah. Exactly. Why can I yeah. see those two being like fucking blood brothers? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Except for the blood is the fucking blood of the American people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. Um, but. It, it just it's just kind of funny that yeah this and, and it, it's uh yeah i just get yeah you get the scary the the, the scuzzy feeling from him but um but yeah and it's he there's some he's got there's got a, i got another clip from him later that it just really bugs me now this next one was just kind of funny it's like and it, and it actually when i heard it and even out of context it might seem a little interesting uh so i'll uh i'll it's, it, this is this is a short clip so we don't we don't need to mute without the food stamps i'd have to spend cash on food sometimes that took away my medication money yeah the medication money yeah you know i remember you doing these clips last night and we were laughing hysterically because <sighs> it's you know it's another question of you know causation or uh what's the other word yeah well it's you know the video and them talk the correlation correlation does not causation exactly yeah so my brother likes to sling that my direction anytime i notice a pattern you just get a pattern recognition you're not a conspiracy theorist yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly um so 
And of course, you know, again, we get into the, you know, here's what's interesting is how relevant that clip actually is in today's society. When you think about the fact you can't afford. And that one's from like 1977, 1997, I think. Yeah, that. I thought that was from like the 60s. No, 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 no. No, the the medication money clip was from 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 97. Yeah, I think that's correct. 97, yeah. So think about the fact that 25 years later, how relevant that clip really is when you think about how expensive the food is. Even the shit food that we were talking about, a fucking pack of bologna being 750. I mean, you literally can't, there's oh. no way to be able to afford if you are an, oh. what I will call an underprivileged, um, underemployed, excuse me, person to try to mm-hmm. eat healthy. There is no fucking way you're going to be able to. Yeah. So what happens? Oh, all you can afford is the shit food. So you end up on all these medications because of the fact that the shit food has caused diabetes and heart disease and this and that and the other thing from so many years of eating it. Because you were never able to put, pull your ass up out of the gutter and make something of yourself. Here we go. Correlation causation. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it, it, it's like they, it's like JCD, you know? You slaves can eat mac and cheese. That's right. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I guess, you know, the, there is, you know, one of the goals of whatever there's, whatever the, one of the goals for this, uh, these, uh, these uh, uh, entitlement programs, or whatever you want to call them, it's, uh, I, think, uh, I think we do this. Today, the program helps millions of families, seniors, people with disabilities, and low-wage working Americans afford access to enough food. Yeah, the question is... Where's the bullshit clip? Yeah, I don't have it behind it. Damn it. Yeah, but... Yeah, trading bad food for a few years. Yeah, well, definitely that. No, speaking of that clip, you know... Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Don't call me Shirley. Yeah. It, 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 they they actually think that we're we're swallowing that load of bullshit. Okay, just but, saying. So you know, they in this and they later they go and this they do this video and they do it. So they they um they actually do this little they they yeah the 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 the. the, the yeah, you know, so during the depression, they uh, that they had, uh, you know, they, they had done their sort of the first uh, food stamp program, and and they and and of course they they do this little thing about the first uh, food stamp recipient, and and and, and there's some interesting uh, historical context in here. It's worth uh, worth uh, starting out, or you know, it's we're starting to talk about this. I think that's we we do that. So I'll play the clip. Food stamps were first introduced to the American public as a pilot program during the Great Depression. Mabel McFiggin of Rochester, New York, was the first food stamp recipient. She paid $4 and got $6 worth of stamps in return. An orange stamp could buy any food, while a blue stamp was good for only what the Department of Agriculture deemed to be in surplus. That program lasted through the early 40s. So, um, okay. No, notice that there's the, uh, the the it's what what the U.S. Depart, you know what the what the you know the USDA decided was surplus. Um, we're giving you free money to buy things that we want you to buy. Yeah, very guided. Yes, and 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 you had to pay to get in, right? It wasn't they weren't giving it away for free. You had to buy. You had to give money in, and so you got. Yeah. It's like Emily said, a, a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. On a very uh-huh. basic level, yeah, jazz and hands, yes, that's that's for sure. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, jazz, very yeah. jazzy hands. 
Yeah, I know, but it the way it looks was, in my I was I know <laughs> We know. Yeah. Well, yeah, the the music was really contagious, yeah. It was really good. Um yeah. yeah, at the time and that's kind of really where it got extra like icky and grimy for me because I was like, okay. So it's a surplus goods. So something you've already paid to overproduce. And then you want me to pay you real money for surplus bucks to purchase an overproduced product. That it's not like they're useless products, right? Like back then, it was um, wheat and and cheese, uh, sugar. It was very basic, like staple items, things yeah, that okay. we would. I, I just have to want say, to government cheese was fucking tits. Just saying. I never got any of it. I hear it's wonderful. No one ever complains about the government cheese. So, yeah. Not that I yearn for a day to try it, but no, no. glad you guys liked it. No. Just... <laughs> well, okay, wait. I'm saying back, back when you were a kid. Yeah. 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 It was. It was amazing. Now it's probably like the shit craft is trying to it's pass whatever off as they're all natural. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, it's not even like that. You 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 can get whatever kind of cheese you would like with it now. Oh no, no, not no, limited. No. no, I'm talking about back. Okay, let me explain. Back when I was a kid, when we got food mm-hmm. assistance, you literally got this five pound solid block of cheese. Yeah. In like this hard wax paper. That's nice, what I was referencing. Cheese. Yeah, I've got. I've had that. I've yeah, had that. that that was the comparison I was making. That nowadays the closest thing to that you're going to find is like what Kraft is trying is to really pass off. Right. I got you. Like a Tillamook, or I think honestly Tillamook is probably pretty comparable to what the government cheese would have been back then. Yeah. Only because like the the process was not as there wasn't as much like food tomfoolery. As there is now. Yeah, we call it food fuckery, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, but food fuckery, yes. That's, fuck is one of my favorite words. I just know that some people, it offends their earballs, uh, and I try not just... to. Have you heard our show? I'm sorry. <laughs> I have, I have, I have. Yes, exactly. I just, we, we, yes, we, we have no problems with F-bobs. It's like we, I, it's yeah, like I always tell people. My grandma, on the off chance my grandma listens to this, I don't want to get a Oh, <laughs> Grandma would be lighting up your text messages. Yeah, yeah we, we don't want to get you in trouble. That's for sure. Right. Well, so they were. I was kind of. I was kind of uh, horrified at one of the one of the clips I came across. And this was, yeah, this is uh, this came out of Charles oh. Kuralt's Hunger in America. That they did in like the you know the, like that the sixties. Is so old. Yes. It is so old, but I, I'm with you, phone boy. Like, that's one of those, like, pieces of film, like, old PBS documentaries that I just watch, and I am, like, horrified to a level of horror that I didn't think I had experienced yes. thus far in life. I yeah. know. It, it's, like, how was this How was this America at this time? But also, go drop me in the Fifth Ward of Houston right now, and I would be like, how the fuck is this America right now in the Lord's year 2023? So, it's all just... Yeah, but yes, it's a, it's a, it's. A, if you have the intestinal fortitude, you should find this old doc and 
Yes, it is. It's well, I have a feeling we're going to have a couple of standalone clips out of this uh, as well. This is a but. uh, Yeah. So this is uh, this is one of those things that you. Yeah, it's it's, but this is guys, this is fear porn. They're getting you to like, oh, we need. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, please don't. Or won't somebody please think of the children? Can we can? Yeah. Then I got to actually 17 cents a day. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sally, Sally, what what the hell was her name? Sally Struthers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I think she could have given up 17 cents a day, maybe 17 ho-hos a day. Jesus Christ, she was a heifer. (laughs) Okay, can I play the clip now? Yes. Okay. This baby is dying of starvation. He was an American. Now he is dead. Yeah, okay. I mean, oh, he was an American. Now he's dead. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, he was black. Yeah, at least that's what it looks like from the video. It's hard to tell, though. It's very grainy, old you know, old 60s color, you know. Yeah, but okay, I, I'm just going to point this out. Is it just me that was really weirded out by the fact that he just happened to be there for this documentary at the very moment that this little brown child expired? Is it just me? Yeah. Well, it's just, that's just Hollywood, baby. Show baby. I, I get it. The right it. place at the right time. Yeah, right. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Now... They were like, just close your eyes, little boy. Hold your breath. Hold your breath. We'll give you a cookie. Close your eyes and hold your breath. Yeah, exactly. 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 From Anderson Cooper kneeling in a ditch. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I wanted to have you on them. (laughs) I'm comfortable now, so let's. Let's, let's, let's do it. Do I got it. a right. couple of fucks so, out of me. So. Okay, so <laughs> when I took this clip, I went, holy shit. He based, this is a truth wants to they come out that. moment. This is, again, George McGovern. Yep. Yeah, this is this yeah. is great. I said to my family that were watching that documentary with me, you know, it's not that little boy who should be ashamed. It's George McGovern, a United States senator, a member of the Committee on Agriculture. So I went to the Senate the very next day and introduced a resolution to create what was the Select Committee on Nutrition and Human Needs. And for the next 10 years, that committee led the way in this country in making sure every member of Congress, every American knew about hunger in this country. I, I was going to say, I, I, I should have cut it off at every, every American knew about hunger. And that, what I, that was what, that's probably where I should have cut it off because that's what it feels like it, that they're doing is that they're making everybody hungry. They're feeding them. They're trying to get them to be, you know, it's like it's a self-perpetuating ma- machine, it seems like. There's a very unholy alliance or something which comes up, which I think is, the you know, and... And yeah, and you know, it still kind of blows. It just blow, blows me away that that yeah, that I guess I, that's the one thing I sort of the, the one fact on the food stamp system that surprised me was that you had to pay to get into it initially. Yeah, I thought that was extremely dark. Yeah, and uh, you know, Bob Dole had it right. If you didn't have you know that money to put up, then you weren't eligible for the program. It didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, what is the point? And it, it's it's really disguised control when you think about it. 
because yeah. like you were saying they were making it look like oh we're doing this really great thing by offering you know you give us four dollars and we give you six dollars worth of controlled media that you can only buy certain things and certain amounts and i mean the fuck yeah well the whole thing doesn't make any sense um <laughs> yeah I mean, seriously, like, yeah, it's, it, this, it just didn't make it. It just, it, this doesn't, yeah. I mean, of course that didn't make any sense, but also, you know, what apparently, you know, USDA, you know, their mission is this, you know, improving nutrition is a top priority. The food stamp program has a really aggressive nutrition education component to it. And we really do need to help people learn how to eat a nutritious diet to improve their health and overall well-being. Okay, well, I think... Okay, here's a big problem I have with that whole bullshit, is when I was on WIC for my kids, now mind you, my kids are now in their 20s, but when I was on WIC for them, they did not offer you food counseling on, you know, what to be feeding your children. I mean, I did the best I could, and yeah, my kids grew up on a lot of hot dogs and fucking mac and cheese because I was a broke white girl. Yeah. It, it's just mind-boggling now that I know what I know and I have access to, you know, those kinds of foods. Like Sir Bemrose was saying in the chat, it's not that hard to make a nutritious meal. You just kind of have to have the knowledge. I mean, yeah, nowadays knowledge equates to Google Foo It and you've got a video on YouTube in seconds that's going to walk you through exactly how to make this gourmet meal. I didn't have that, you know, 25 years ago. Yeah. There's... yeah. And it's... shut the fuck up, Siri. And honestly, yeah. they, they weren't even offering basic, you know, here's how you steam broccoli. Here's, you know, I, I don't know. It just, it's insane. They put so little effort into these programs. They think if you just throw money at it, the problem will vanish. Yeah. And I don't understand that. Yeah. Because again, you're not treating the, the cause, root cause of the problem. Right. You're well, putting a band-aid on a broken arm. Gee, it sounds like most of big pharma. Um, well, yeah, but you know, again it all it all sews together, much like this clip about what they're sending kids who are less fortunate home with for food. Every Friday at schools in Lincoln, Nebraska, kids receive special backpacks filled with food from the local food bank so they can eat over the weekend. Now, the, the clip, and, and, okay, so and, and it was funny because we, I was also, we were, we we're also doing these clips with Tigger on the phone. We right? were, and Tigger's like, you want to know what they're sending home in those backpacks? <laughs> and you know, it was, it was a- pop microwave popcorn. And what were some of the uh, other things? Microwave, grilled pop, yeah. pop tarts, uh, pasta, um, tuna fish. I think yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, um, but nothing really that great for you. Canned vegetables like fucking peas and carrots and corn. Yeah, and just, all the cheap shit. Let's just you know, let's say it out loud. Yeah, and well, that's what the food banks get. There's all the cheap stuff from food drives or... It's what the food banks get. And don't get me wrong. I think that it's great that they're making an effort, but I don't see how... Yeah. I just think there could be more that's being done. I've I've seen what these food banks are taking in. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And and to send so the kid home. An added layer. There needs to be an added layer in somewhere in there where there's a nutritional class, where there's a a, a basic cooking class, like food preparation, like a, right. uh, I work food hard. service and you, yeah, you take like a food safety uh, handling thing. Like you have to do it every year or two. And it's just like this common sense cooking things like you have to cook meats to a certain temperature you have to sanitize your workstation like your your counters they have okay, to be clean you have to let's a lot of people don't know that. that okay let's double click on that because and and this is probably going to piss some people off but the a, a lot of the young folks who are receiving this assistance and even you know i say young i'm even into you know 20s or so these they they don't always come from a background where somebody actually taught them how to properly prepare right. food. It yep. you know it's it's a lot of throw hot dogs in a boiling water pan and open up a can of ravioli and put it in the microwave. You you didn't have Julia yeah. Child type environments for these folks, and I'm not trying to talk down about them. Nope. Because the only reason I know how to cook is because I want I I sought out on the 400. 400- uh, cable channels like the cooking channel so I watched Emerald Lagasse and Rachel Ray exactly. and uh, all in brown and all those stuff growing up because and no shade I love my mother she has done the best she was capable of doing and I am a whole human being because of her but she didn't know how to cook that girl couldn't cook anything to save her life she makes like four dishes and they're good but like they're hmm, you can't raise kids on four dishes you know exactly. there's a lot of mac and cheese and hot dogs there's my mom to like not feel bad when she made us ramen for the night she'd put like fresh carrots in it and peas and uh corn and like we'd have vegetable ramen because like i'm giving them something right. along with all of this food. so like there's ways you can do it little cheats here and there but if you don't have the knowledge, if it wasn't imparted on you, right? if you're going to give me money for something, you should educate me on how to spend the money. Right. And it's that not, should be that. It wouldn't be that hard. <clears throat> you know, create a pamphlet of basic, you know. WIC is, WIC is better now than they used to be. But also, all of this stuff, it's state funded. So it, it varies drastically state to state, your WIC and your SNAP. Um, and then the other thing, it varies office to office. So like you may have, like I may have gotten lucky and had someone in that office who ordered the pamphlet, who, someone who was willing to have these classes, like someone who went and got the certification to do it. Like it all really hinges on everybody really caring about the job that they have to do. Okay, but here's here's one of the things, okay? I feel like, why are churches... Now, you know I'm not a religious person, but why are mm-hmm. churches not having simple things like this? If you have, you know, you're in a neighborhood that you know is underprivileged, you know... Okay, so a lot of them will have people. a food pantry for outreach, but yeah, no, I like a home ec type of situation or like a hey, this is a community night that we're going to do. Come over, we'll teach you guys how to make like grilled chicken or something. Yeah, like that could be more of a community solution thing. Exactly, um, and that's yeah, not a bad idea. 
especially, okay, let's just be fair. There are a whole lot of people who are all about the whole, oh, I'm white and I'm privileged, so let me do so much stuff that I can do for colored people or, you know, Asian people or Indian people or whatever. Oh, yeah, the guilt gets back. A whole lot of virtue signaling going on, okay? Why are these rich-ass churches not holding these, you know, come in and let us teach you how to cook, teach you how to do laundry, teach you your basic life fucking skills places. You want to have that warm, fuzzy feeling, you rich bastards. Why don't you do something that actually matters in your fucking Actually do something. Yeah. Yeah. The execution that a lot of people fail with. Yeah. So I'm trying to, okay. So I think we get into the, um, I think the next thing you'd actually hit sent was a snap, a political history of food stamps with professor Chris Basso. And, uh, and this again, sort of reiterates what we'd talked about before with, uh, you know, of, of, you know, 80% of USDA's mission. But at the end of the day, the biggest chunk of quote farm bill spending, the USDA's budget is nutrition programs, not farm commodity programs. It is, you know, literally 80% of the USDA's annual budget is in mostly food assistance in, through the SNAP, through SNAP and other nutrition programs. Yeah, and, and, and it's, of course, yeah, so the, of course they're, yeah, they're, they're talking about the feeding. There's, it's, not, it's not agriculture. They're talking about feeding people. The consumer side of, uh, yeah. Yeah. And what do they and what do they feed? And, 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 you know, we've we've talked about the dietary guidelines, right? That's that's the this is this is where I, uh, you know, it's like, OK, what you know, what do they consider healthy? And is it actually healthy? OK, but yeah, I, yeah. I want to take this in a little bit of a different direction. OK. OK. Thinking about the fact that they literally pay farmers not to grow crops when you yeah. literally could be paying these farmers to maybe switch gears and grow some crops that are going to be beneficial to people who are hungry. I, I guarantee you the availability of fresh vegetables for a, you know from a program, and I know ick government, but literally the farmers you're paying not to grow fucking crops, you could help out this hunger epidemic that we have a lot more by literally paying them to grow the crops for the distribution don't charge people for it just here here's fresh vegetables because you should be eating better and we're trying not to have you die no because that's their ultimate goal they want to kill you hello big pharma (laughs) so the where it bothers me where they tell them and they pay them not to grow is in that payment not to grow is also if we look, I'm sure we could find where it's written. It also says you will not like you're, you're taking this money to not grow, let's say soy, but by taking this money, you're not going to put anything in those fields. You're just going to mow it for hay. Like it's just grass. Now, if we took away that piece that says you, it just can be grass that would free up people who do live close to these food deserts. Right. It would free them up to say, hey, I've got, you know, 10 acres. I could put in some, I could put in carrots. I can put in some potatoes and we'll do green beans. And then his neighbor eight miles down the road could do something else. And like, there could be a way to do it. But it's when they, it, anytime you take the government's money, they have rules. Exactly. And they go make they sure you follow you. those rules. Yeah. And the rules are very written in the house's favor. Of course it is. And and that's what's so disgusting. And we're now, we're now what, three, 
three generations into farming in this style, in this USDA circular uh, self-sustaining economy snap thing. That's three generations. Um, and of that third generation, not many of them are actively doing it. Exactly. So like the, the farmers we do have are disappearing and the only food we will have is this quote unquote, uh, surplus food. Yeah. If that does not sound dystopian to anyone, out there yeah like get your fucking amygdala shrunk yeah because holy fucking shit yeah 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 but you know what i thinking on it okay how do you act globally you start locally Locally. so if you have the ability to grow crops i mean mean, i'm not talking about on a big ass scale i'm talking about you're putting out your own garden maybe Mm -hmm. maybe put out some stuff in a in a separate little patch and then go and donate that so that people who are in need have the availability to get it. Most of them. So there's a few people like in this little cutesy town I live in um, this last spring or not spring, but at the end of summertime, like when everybody's harvesting everything that they've planted, right. there were so many people posting up on Facebook like, hey, I've got a chair full of cucumbers. Anybody you want to come grab them? Don't be greedy. Oh, hey, I've got a, a box full of tomatoes, you know, like. Your, your community will sustain itself. And, like, there's people already doing these things. You just have to venture out or start it yourself. Right. But, yeah, locally is how we change things globally. And at, uh, who gives a crap about the big, huge world that we live in? Like, that big, huge world doesn't directly affect you every single day right now. Right. What does directly affect you every single day is that local community that you find yourself in. Yeah, that's the only place you can really have an impact. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, uh, yeah. remember that song got created and that was a that was an end of show mix at some point. And anyway, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So now, of course, if you if you if you you know if you uh, were you know if you had during the COVIDs. They had, uh, you know, kids had to do uh, kids that would would normally not be able to get, um, you know, their sub their free or subsidized lunch. Uh, they couldn't actually go to the school to get it because nobody was going to school, right? I mean, my kids went through nope. this. Um, yeah, my uh, my son ended up living at, at, at you know at our at our house during while going to school, which was which was fun. Um, but, but yes, this, um, I'm going to play this clip about what, what, the, how they handled this during COVID. Snap utilization and spending. And this is a, you know, this is over time uh, from 1960 to the to present. Um, Snap before the pandemic. And I always say his, because you notice the quick spike up in 2020 served approximately 40 million Americans at roughly $60 billion a year prior to the pandemic. Now, of course, SNAP spending skyrockets with the pandemic, both because people lose jobs or lose income, but also because Congress um, boosted SNAP benefits through, through, uh, through some of the stimulus package. Um, uh, the same thing happened, by the way, in, from you know, uh, in, you know, uh, 2009, 2013, there was a similar stimulus package increase. So a lot of the spike in post-2009, 2010 wasn't just because of the recession. It was also they boosted benefit levels, and they started trailing off. You see that after 2013. But what was remarkably sticky, and I'll talk about this later, was that a lot of the post-Great Recession um, increases in SNAP 
uh, uh, reliance did not dissipate as quickly as people thought. And that's because of, in, in some respect, we'll talk about later, the stickiness, if you will, of low wage jobs or the prevalence of low wage jobs compared to in, in the economy. So you might have a lower employ- unemployment, but the wages people were making were relatively low. And hence the spike in SNAP spending with, with COVID uh, hit low wage earners especially hard. So, you know, and spending fluctuates, of course, with macroeconomic and how uh, uh, matters and household income. So, again, in this regard, SNAP is countercyclical um, most of the time to the account, to economic uh, forces and to uh, changes in, in, in income. Uh, yeah. And, and oh. yeah, it's amazing how he's talking about the changes in income. Nobody wants to work. You all you have to do is look around. There's help wanted signs everywhere. Everybody's offering, you know, a, exceptional amounts of money to start because nobody wants to work. And it's I, I believe it's directly tied to the fact that when you're getting that much money a month in SNAP benefits and cash assistance, you have no motivation to want to work for the man. It it, it doesn't it, it all ties together. It just doesn't make sense. It all turns into a wash, essentially. Like when you when you really do sit down and you look at the numbers for like your average single parent household with one or two dependents, um, the amount of benefits that the head of household receives is comparable to what they would get if they went out and were able to find employment. And that's not that doesn't take into consideration having to pay for childcare having to pay for the transportation to and from said employment, um, any, the fact of finding employment that will work with the fact that you do have two dependents. Like there's a whole lot of things that play into it. And so for most people, you're right. It's not worth it to go to work. It's not worth it to them to go leave their home and go earn money for food when they could stay home and have the same amount of money for food. So yes, it is a very, it, it works for the people who need it, but then it's also, it can be gamed into a dependency situation. Yeah. Well, and okay. So, and again, I'm probably going to piss people. And the longer you're on it, the longer you're on it, the longer you're out of the workforce, the less employable you become. Right. Like it's a, And then, so the more dependent you are on it and the longer you're on it, the more likely you are to have the other wraparound services, such as like housing stipends, the childcare stipends, the extra money for educational services. Like there's all kinds of extra stuff that you get if you're in it. Yeah. Oh, oh benefits package. Yeah. I, I just think it's, I, I just think it's kind of ugly because ultimately <clears throat> those programs are being funded by the money that we who are working are paying in. I just I feel like that's kind of dirty. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, but it seems like they're they're I I this is this is where it when I when I pulled this clip I went, yeah they kind of talked about this. Well, you know it used to be you had to prove that you were trying to find employment in order to keep your benefits. Yeah, unless unless you were like the ones who just kept fucking you know popping kids out like Pez. Yeah. But now it's it's not like that, and I just I, I I'm sorry. Maybe I found I sound like an old fogey, but I think it's a, a load of horseshit. Yeah. Well, I think this is yeah, but I think this is where it gets nefarious, though. The the people that are feeding 
the people um, are benefiting for, or, or, or you know, or kind of in, in an unholy. You know, it's like you know, there, there, there's something there. There's the people that are getting the people that are benefiting from this. You know, and there's because there's a lot of benefits, and I think it, there's an it's a, it, there's an, there's an alliance of things that. Uh, well, make this very nefarious, and we'll, this is a, this this is a, when the Food Stamp Act in 1964 uh, was uh, was passed. Kennedy decides to seek uh, a permanent authorization for this food stamp program, but of course, by '64, he's, he's he's been assassinated, and so the 1964 Food Stamp Act, on which the current program is based, it's the original authorization is 1964 Food Stamp Act. Uh, it makes stamps a permanent program under the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Um, why not? Why not health, human health, education, and welfare? Because it was seen still through the lens of agricultural policy, and it was dictated by the agricultural committees in Congress. And without the support of the agricultural sector in, co- in Congress, you were never going to have food stamps. That was just reality of it all. Um, it was pushed through by Johnson as part of his war, uh, war on poverty, and it was only passed after urban liberals threatened to block farm subsidy programs unless rural conservatives voted for nutrition programs. Classic, this is a classic what we call quid pro quo in Congress. That is, what was quite clear after some bumpiness in the legislative process that urban Democrats basically said in no no small words, few words, if you don't, to, to Southern Democrats, in particular Southern conservatives, you don't support food stamps. We are going to block your cotton program. And rural conservatives got the message because they saw their numbers decreasing as the nation became more suburban and urban. Without the support of urban Democrats, rural de- conservatives, rural Democrats in particular, were not going to get their farm programs. So the deal was struck. The farm programs plus food stamp marriage began which still holds to this day, which is part of the secret to its longevity. Yeah. And yeah, especially when it's, yeah, the, the, the food that the food stamps uh, allow you to buy uh, is, you know, it benefits the people that are growing the large amounts of the, of the, the, the processed food. Of course it does. And because they don't restrict you getting the processed food, and have the programs in place to teach you how to cook healthy. That's why you have this epidemic of obesity and poverty. Yeah. It's like the government is creating the problem and trying to also uh, perpetuate the, the problem and in, the, in, the, in the cleverly disguised form of a solution. Precisely. And that also in... And somehow that made sense. I, made complete sense. Yes. Yes. No, you nailed it. Uh, and also in in the 1960s, like culturally, we have to also consider like all the changes that were happening. We're going through uh, desegregation in the South. We're going through women entering the workforce. Uh, not only women entering, but black women are entering the workforce now. Uh, black men are entering the workforce at rates in which they were they were previously not allowed. So like you have all of this this um, opportunity for upward mobility for pretty much all of Americans are on a level playing field, right? Like hypothetically where everybody was equal at that point. So that, that, that adds a, another level of nefariousness to them opening up the food stamp program to not just these 
um, the overproduced, uh, uh, what was the word I was looking for? Not just the uh, surplus foods. Now it covers anything that's like unprepared, right? It cover the boxed foods start coming out in the late fifties, early sixties. Uh, frozen meals are more popular. So it's, it's all of, like you said, that unholy alliance is created between the producers, uh, the, the, the farmers, the corporate producers, and then the government funding all of it and also giving the consumer the money to give back to the the unholy alliance between the farmers. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's literally like borrowing from yourself. Well, yes. Well, but, but, and, and, and it leads very nicely into the next clip because Snap, yeah, really, a lot of people really like Snap. Because Snap has a lot of friends. And this is the point that what's people, what people have missed over time is that, the, remember, it's a $60 billion a year expenditure before the pandemic. Over, during the pandemic, it went to $130 billion. That amount of money going into the system is essentially, in many respects, an indirect subsidy to the food system. So you've got Walmart loves SNAP. Coca-Cola loves SNAP. Banks, which get paid to process SNAP payments. Retailers, the food industry, craft, you know, you know everybody. That state governments, for the most part, like SNAP because SNAP is free, free federal money. And the states have to pay half the administrative expenses, but essentially you've got you know, millions of dollars of federal money coming in, which is seen by many state governments, including in Massachusetts, as economic stimulus money. Um, in fact, you know, what's been interesting is Massachusetts went, um, in early, you know, went under Bill Weld, then especially under Romney, they turned around the, the state SNAP program um, from being essentially a very low enrolled program, a lot of barriers to entry, and they went out and really expanded, you know, the, the, the elegi- you know, they went out and, and basically made sure they reached out to anybody who's eligible to the point that Massachusetts now is one of, you know, one of a, a handful of states that legitimately can be said enrolls pretty much everybody who's eligible. Because, in fact, that's federal money coming into the state and being spent in local retailers. So it's seen in that economic stimulus term, unlike welfare, unlike cash welfare, which everybody thought was a bad, you know, a lot, had a lot more critics, didn't have many friends. SNAP has a lot of friends in powerful places. Yeah. So, um, and what a surprise, Massa, massive two shits is, is leading the way in this initiative. Yeah. Why, why? Who the fuck is surprised at that blue state democratic led bullshit place being at the forefront of one of the biggest shit sham programs, the biggest biggest scams. Um, you know, go and go. I think my favorite part of that clip was where they were like, "It's free money." Yeah, <laughs> which because it comes from the federal government to the state, it is quote unquote free money. So it makes the state look good to feed their citizens, yes. right? Like that'll get them a couple of those. Yeah, exactly. Well, but, you know, of course, and then, you know, Snap keeps it, it, it somehow just is it doesn't it never goes away. It, it it just keeps going. And I need I'm trying to. F- oh, here we go. This is this is. Oh, this is I, I named the clip wrong in here. That means I couldn't find it here. Now I found it. So, yeah, we hit mute buttons and we hit the clip. So why Snap survives? It survives because it, first and foremost, again, as I pointed out, it survives because it offers in-kind benefits, not cash per se, 
but it's just easier to track and to uh, target and defend. It's leaked to food production, even if, the, if it's an incidental linkage, to, and it gives a political cover. Conservatives can rationalize SNAP as a way to support agriculture, not as a welfare program, and even there, they are, can live with it as a safety net program. Even a lot of conservatives who voted for uh, welfare reform in the 90s did so with knowledge that food stamps would be, a, be there as a safety net. Um, so as long as, and, 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 but if the conservatives' view is that SNAP should not disincentivize work. Okay, um, and that's their biggest things about work programs. It's a separate discussion. Liberals support SNAP as an anti-poverty program, um, and their lesson from welfare reform in the '90s was that they would never ever allow SNAP to be cut back or never allow it to be block granted like tent like welfare was. And so the liberals in Congress make it very clear, mostly Democrats. Um, Jim McGovern is the most ardent of them. Um, liberals will never vote for a farm bill ever if SNAP is cut back dramatically. And, and rural conservatives know this, which is why SNAP still survives, even under Republican uh, control. Liberal support for farm programs hinges on conservative support for SNAP. It's a classic quid pro quo. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. Yeah, I guess, like I said. Yeah. yeah. I, hey, I, yeah. I, I didn't... Un- hey. I, I, this is... <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm I'm saying that clip yeah. basically said the same thing I was saying. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. you are correct. This is and your your opinion, Phoenix. I understand that you you're cool with the not I and mean, maybe not cool. Maybe that's the wrong term. But the in like benefits, like that's something that you can support. It's the 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 cash benefit side of things that get funky and murky, where people that really does disincentivize people to leave and work. If you're really only having food money, um, you do you, you you have to work because your food stamps don't cover toilet paper, they don't cover body wash, they don't cover right. menstrual products, they don't cover uh, laundry detergent, they don't cover soap, like they don't they just cover food that you eat and specifically food like fresh foods or like you have to prepare them foods. You can't run in and grab a rotisserie chicken. Maybe you can. Actually, here in Tennessee, you can actually use your EBT for hot bar. And And that's up to the state's discretion. But see, also realize that, and and this is one of the points I was going to touch on when we had this conversation, was the area in which I'm seeing this are more impoverished areas of people of ethnicity. Mm Mm-hmm. And I and yeah, that the, really speaks to what's available in the grocery stores and the prices, for that matter, for those items in those grocery stores, and it's it's very it's very nefarious. Yeah, and you know it's it's just it's just around it, you can and it, it makes no sense an area that's you know fifteen miles away from one one or the other have vastly different prices. I understand you know uh, you know different parts of the you know different parts you know there might be a, a few few pennies difference, but not like that. Yeah, but like okay, I'm gonna and especially them- when you're talking about the big like like the W store like the that clip just said like they love it they love it one of the biggest when you when you break it down and i think it mentions it in one of the clips if not it's actually in that like that whole lecture um he mentions that like one of the largest companies reported to be worked for for snap recipients is walmart oh yeah yeah, basically hire anybody if you have a fucking pulse 
And they get and a massive also, kickback from the government for doing so. For hiring these people. And then yep. also Walmart gets to play their contrived uh corporate profit game where I can have 700 employees, but if I only schedule each of them like eight hours or 12 hours, yep. then the jobs get done, but nobody, so it, it's yeah, very, you don't, have to pay, you don't have to offer insurance. It, it, it gets yeah, real yeah, it's super gross, but with major corporations like that, like there is no reason that a store 15 miles away from another, the exact same store should have price discrepancies the way that they do. Yeah. Like it would be like it would be like going to, uh, you know, Olympia. Right. We're in Olympia in downtown Olympia. We're going around. We're going to the bars. We're all drinking some PBRs. We're doing a pub crawl. We go into one bar. They're like two fifty. Great. Cool. Here's two fifty. Go to the next bar. They're like three dollars. We're like, eh, okay. now you don't get a tip. So here's your three bucks. And then we go to the next one and they're like seven fifty. And you're like, bro, are you high? Are you like stealing from your boss? What are you doing? This is ridiculous. This is so overpriced. But, like, it's the same thing with the grocery stores, and it's the same thing with these major corporate, like Walmart specifically. They'll, if they know that the, because all of this information is out there, they give it, you get it in the census, the demographics of their area, they know that. It's their job to market to their demographics. So they know that their demographic of people that will come to the store most likely will be paying with SNAP benefits. So if we charge more, then we will make more money so then and that makes their profit margins higher but then as the consumer you're getting a crappy bad for you food and be less of it because well, you probably don't have the means to go to the further store that's probably cheaper that probably has better stuff yeah and not, and not only that but like in one particular store in a demo, a high minority demographic they literally took away all of the fresh food f- bar and literally replaced it with just fried food, you know, fried chicken, fried shrimp, you know, French fries. It, yeah, yeah. I see. And they'll justify it because nobody bought from the deli. But that's bullshit because people were it buying. Is. Because people did. Because people do. And that's right. the, that's the thing. Like, but that's how they'll justify it. Is oh, it wasn't it wasn't profitable or we were streamlining. Yeah, it's, but it's really just to make crappier food. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's all about crappier food. Um, yeah, actually, you want to talk about crappy food? I, so I got, I've got two, I've got two more clips here. Um, we are, we have, we've gone yeah, roughly two and a half hours, which is not too Cause bad. Because we rock. Because we rock. So, but I have to play this clip because this is again we're talking about the history of the school lunch program. We talk about some of the most, the, the most terrible things that happened with this. But we're so we're so I'm I'm, I'm going to play a clip from uh, from uh, this 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 is uh, I, I don't know this is one of the fluff videos I think you sent. Uh, then we're going to play it. Do you know what your kid is having for lunch today? Is it healthy? If they're eating a school lunch, chances are the answer is yes. Just after World War II in 1946, our country launched the National School Lunch Program to ensure that every kid in America could have at least one nutritious meal each day. This is bullshit. Our leaders back then and in the decades since understood that our nation is stronger when our kids grow up healthy and able to learn. Today, about 95% of public schools participate in the lunch program, and they feed more than 30 million children every day. These lunches have always had to meet national standards, 
which have been updated through the years to reflect new facts about kids' nutrition and health. Yeah, there you go. Like I said, I, I sweetened that clip a little, just just a just a hair, just a touch. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Yeah, that that clip cracked me up. I was like, I have to share this because it's way too like. Please believe us. <laughs> oh, it really was. Oh my god, it was so theatrical. Uh, yes, it was just watching this thing, and I'm just like. It reminded me of the co- some of the COVID videos I saw. It's like get get wear your mask, get vaxxed or something. Like just music, like it was yeah. one of those just weird like, and, and it probably doesn't help that I'm high. But to, yeah, to, there's that. Yeah, there is that whole thing. Eh. Eh. Everything's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, that's just was. It's just it's just like yeah. The whole, I mean, what they serve. It's it's like they're it's like they're poisoning all of us. It's what they're trying to do. I mean, if I if really what when you really get down to it yeah so and imagine trying to be like one of the like a health conscious parent right and you you know you do a decent job yeah. you know maybe you're like one of those parents who like where we don't do a whole lot of junk quote-unquote junk food or whatever and then you send your kid to school and yeah. then they're eating these school lunches and it may not be quote-unquote junk food but it also it just doesn't have the good ingredients it has the high fructose corn syrup it has the overly um saturated fat like they may not fry it but it's also full of sodium um that's what the government pays for is surplus food right Yeah. yeah it's surplus food so it's it's they're getting exposed to all kinds of different ingredients that if you're trying to do a good job like they're they're still getting well, that's why longer. we should just not send our kids to public schools homeschool for the win yeah exactly <clears throat> it right. takes a special kind of person it definitely does all right and i don't have the patience for it all right <laughs> all right so we got we got one more clip here this was this was from a news report about uh yeah how you know i don't know how they kept us uh, fat dumb and happy during the uh during the scandemic if i can actually if i can actually do it I believe in you. A new portal is making it easier for low-income families to find information about food assistance. The pandemic EBT program is for families with children who get free or reduced lunches at school. The program compensates families for meals children miss during remote learning. The new portal lets families check their eligibility for SNAP benefits under the program. Yeah, and, and just more incentive not to have to leave your home, shelter in place. That's right. Um, you know, and, and and go go. You know, we're gonna make it easy for you to get get the uh, you know get the food that's the gonna Franken make, food that's going to kill and, you and, and, and cause the, you and, to have to be on big farm yeah, when you're and the, older. Yeah, and the boo and the booze. You know, don't forget. You know, we, you got to be able oh, to eat your booze. My fucking god! Do you know if I'm not? I'm not sure. Um, you might know this. Can you buy alcohol with SNAP? Because I almost feel like... No, ma'am. I didn't think you could. But for you some can't. reason, I um, I'd heard some dumb buddy tell me so they, but, at one time you could. I was like, what the fuck? If you, if you receive the TANIS, which is uh, Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, something like that. It's the cash assistance side of it. Right. Um, that is... You can purchase alcohol and um, tobacco. Uh, you can pull cash, I think, but only like a certain percentage of your allotment. Um, so, like, yes, but no. 
like SNAP specifically, if you get food stamps, yeah, you but cannot the, the purchase tannif alcohol. Part, that the, the tannin part. The tannin part. the tannin stuff, yeah. Yeah. That used to not be that way. I know for a fact you, need, you used to not be able to it buy used, Yeah, it used products. to not be. Right. Holy shit, it that's dark. Be, but then they, yeah. 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 So but also to get the TANF, it's, it's, it's not prohibitively difficult, but it's difficult enough that, like, you could go flip burgers. Right. For, like, 10, 12 hours a week for whatever they're going to give you. Like, you can... If you're smart, you like you wouldn't you wouldn't play that game for it. You'd go get a part time job, right? So under the table, obviously. Obviously. All right. right, So we've got one more clip. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't actually have it in my list here. I had imported. I'd taken it and imported it. I just didn't have it in my show notes here. But I actually think this is an interesting question. And and the guy, when I'm looking, listen to this guy's answer to this question. He basically, he can't answer the question because because he's he's either a moron or he can't really say the truth about about it. But uh, this is this is what this is what he says. Somebody answers. The guy asks about a SNAP benefit farmers. How much does it seem to help the farmers? And I assume the the farmers are the, some of the rural people that you're you're talking about uh, generating the political support that it needs to to survive. So, well, it depends. I mean, if you're if you're producing three thousand acres of corn in Iowa, it has no impact whatsoever. You know, because it's a trivial amount. I mean, but you're. You know, um, however, if you're producing what we've seen, what, what you know, the experts have seen. You know, again. It, it's marginal in the sense that the, the you know there's so much food produced in this country, especially basic commodity crops, that the that the that the sixty billion dollars a year spent on SNAP um, of SNAP spending is really a marginal impact for those for the for big ag. But what's interesting is that uh, the uh, a lot of these SNAP incentive programs uh, do and, and SNAP spending generally have impacts. For Pete, for local farms especially, and also for smaller operations that are selling fruits and vegetables and other sort of value commodities. So these incentive programs that people can use their SNAP dollars um, at farmers markets prove very popular with local farmers. Um, so yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, in a in a sense, SNAP doll the SNAP program doesn't have a huge impact for big agriculture because again, it's just so big. I mean, the, the volume of stuff coming out of big ag. It, you know, so it has some impact. It's probably has a bigger impact on Walmart than it does on lo- on farmers. But you know, the, the agricultural sector lives with it and supports it because it you know it does it is a sort of a benefit of some sort, especially again for these small farmers who are producing fruits and vegetables. There is some evidence of a direct correlation there. Okay, I, I I have to I have to do the bullshit clip. Where's the bullshit clip? Because oh my god, that is right? such. Because because I'm listening. I'm I'm sitting. I'm you know. I'm, it was, bullshit. I mean, it's it's because because it's real obvious who who actually uh, you know benefits from this. It, it, you know, it's it's not the small. Hey, did you hear him name drop the dub? Yeah, he said, "Oh, Walmart the benefits, w store? but not but not you know." I mean, but seriously. Nobody else does. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was just. I mean, what happened? But, I'm, I'm away from my laptop right now. So maybe the, the chat room can help us out. But could someone maybe look up what happened in 1990s with Walmart? Pretty sure somebody important died. 
And then I'm pretty sure we sent everything to China. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure somebody will do that Sounds research. Sounds pretty valid to me. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that I think Mister Walton passed away in 1990. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll dispatch their drones in your general direction yeah. soon. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, if the if that's where it leads, that's where it leads. Yeah, that's all. It's all good. All right, so I guess I think we've hit our, I think we've hit the end of our, our our show here. Do you have anything else that you want to add to uh, sweeten the episode for our listeners? Um, I in closing, I, not a whole lot of people know about it, right? Like if you if you've never had to use it, if you've um, if you if you don't know anything about it, you, you I hope that you walk away with more information. Um, and at the very least, for the somebody who's struggling to make sure that there's enough on everybody's plate, look into what's available in your state for you. Like it's it's there. It's we all pay for it. It's available. You should not take advantage of it. But if you need it, it's there. And don't feel bad about needing it. Now that you have a better understanding of where it all comes from and how messy it is, if enough of us overloaded, they might just get rid of it. But in the interim, you can get some groceries. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, my, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. If you need it, use it. I mean, that's what it's there for. Right. right. Don't abuse it. Yeah, if yeah. you don't need it, don't take no. from. I mean, it's ultimately you're not stealing from the government. You're stealing from your fellow man, and that's shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the we we talked briefly about um, digital currencies earlier, right? So um, the new CBDC that that the, the central bank digital currency, like the new Fed coin that they want to come out with, um, apply what we've learned today to how they can manipulate that kind of money um, and understand those kind of restrictions will be placed on that kind of that that cbdc as well it will it they'll be able to say you could only buy groceries this week you could only buy toiletries this week you could maybe only buy 27 dollars worth of alcohol this week yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah we so don't need that that's, not only is it like more imaginary money that doesn't really well uh, all, all, cur- whatever. all currencies imaginary Let's all of it's imaginary everything's an illusion live your best life exactly. uh, that's right <laughs> i agree but but it's just it's if there's a way to make it shady and self-serving they're gonna find it they will find it so with a clear conscience as much as your american citizen taxpayer heart can allow play the game yeah, play the game and don't feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah, play so. the game. Well, I think on that note, I think we're, I think, uh, I think we've we've reached the end of this uh, this uh, fine uh, fine program here. So how do we end these things? Yeah, well, if we're, well, first we have to before we before we end it the way we normally end it, we need to we need to thank our, our guest Emily here uh, for joining us. And if you want to if you want to pimp anything, thank you guys uh, for having me. Yeah, well, it was, it was a great time. It was, it was very informative. Out. That's right. We 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 learned a lot, and uh, and hopefully this will be a great great listen for somebody. Uh, so um, and don't forget. 
to come over to lotuseffect.stream after we jump off the No Agenda channel because we're going to be celebrating M's birthday in Studio 33. Yeah, that's that. I'm going to take so, off the headphones and pump the house full of music. There you go. That, we, we like this. So, uh, all right. So, um, let's see. So, we end these things something like, uh, we do it like this. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game! Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out! You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.